Sergio does. Hello. Now, guys, um, this is sort of a little little special format episode. I suppose we've been doing these occasionally. Uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we did one um, on the PlayStation on its uh, like 20th anniversary. Uh, what we're going to do today is a little bit of an oddity because we're going to be memorializing, if you will, the Wii U. Um, I'm going to. We're going to be releasing this episode on uh, 3-3-2018, one year to the day of the Switch coming out, and I thought it would be a nice little uh, tribute since uh, the Switch effectively just finished killing off the Wii U. I mean, it had been a long, slow... Actually, it really wasn't that long, was it? It was a pretty short road for the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, the poor thing never really seemed to have gotten its traction there. So, um, All three of us owned Wii U's. Uh, that's why I kind of drug you guys on here, because... Um, then out of the, uh, I guess, normal cast of John and I, I'm the only one that owns a Wii U, so it would have been a little odd to drag John into a conversation about a system he didn't own, so. <laughs> yeah. Especially since a lot of the games that are, uh, you know, we're going to talk about were on uh, the Wii U, and they're going to, well, two of them have made their way to the Switch now, so. But anyway, well, we'll get on to that here. So, uh, let's kind of start from the beginning here, the Switch, or the Switch, god, geez. see, I can't even, uh, I can't even do a podcast about the Wii U without the Switch, like, taking up my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so um, Nintendo kind of like hot off the uh, the we'll say financial and just overwhelming success of the Wii um, in 2008 decided to start like working on conceptually what the uh, what the or uh, you know the following system is going to be. Uh, they started kind of hashing details out and realizing the way things were going as far as the console business goes. They needed to, they they needed to work on it online infrastructure that was a little bit more functional and uh, get HD going on that. So, uh, and it, I guess in a way they wanted to make a console that wasn't going to be uh, the best way I can describe it, a side piece to the 360 and the PS3. They wanted it to be its own thing. And it, it was, they wanted it to be in the race for this is your main console. So and, yeah, they wanted to recapture the core gamers, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the unfortunate trend of this whole thing is that um, since the NES, I mean, and it's just because the you know the NES sort of turned the market around, but Nintendo's share of the market has just been dwindling since then. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wii kind of turned that back around, and uh, but other than that, that was sort of an oddity. And everything else, like if you just look at console sales numbers, everything had just been kind of going downhill since the NES. So, um, and it really, it has nothing to do with like the quality of the Nintendo systems. It's just the market expanded and there were other, you know, there were other systems to purchase after that. So it was just kind of, it made it more viable for competition out there. So they didn't effectively have a monopoly like they did with the NES. Yeah. Let's see. So, uh, some of the things they were like cons or like conceptually looking at was, uh, touchscreen on the gamepad more along the lines of like the Dreamcast VMU as far as like size and functionality. Um, so we're talking maybe just something that was like, you know, for saves or, you know, just real basic stuff. Uh, it eventually got expanded out to what we see today as the uh, 6.2 inch touchscreen with uh, yeah, dual analog sticks, yammer, 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 yammer about all that stuff. So. Um, you know, of, of course, as all consoles do, it went through a f- bunch of phases of iterations during its development. But um, I, I really think that like VMU thing kind of would have been cool, especially if they had maybe made the tablet a little bit smaller or just that controller a little bit smaller. Because that pro controller is just it's a little too big for my taste. I don't know about you guys. 
Yeah, it's a little awkward. Um, there's times that it feels fine, but just it really depends on the game, honestly. And that's that's the problem is that it's not always comfortable in every situation. So I don't know. As someone who had no other console but the Wii U at the time, I felt like it was fine. Okay. I mean, my last experience was like maybe with like an like an Xbox 360 controller of a normal controller, so this mm-hmm. felt pretty good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just that gamepad. I don't know, like it, especially in retrospect, like for me, it sort of feels like uh, like Tonka is my first uh, my first Switch, basically. You know, felt like the Tonka <laughs> truck version of the uh, of the Switch. It's just like really light, but kind of durable plastic surrounding it. The touchscreen was okay. It was uh, what I'm thinking even. I didn't write that down. Unfortunately, the, like the technology of it, it's the, cause it's all like a little bunch of like pixels, I suppose, or whatever. It starts with an R. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The resolution? No, not the resolution. The, um, <laughs> okay, like just what, what kind of touchscreen it is like resistive. Oh, is that what uh, yeah. I always get them confused. I think, yeah, I think resistive is, is correct. So you no. can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it was sort it's sort of the last thing that used that sort of technology for a touchscreen, um, and everything since has kind of uh, moved on. Nintendo always want to um, cheap out, we'll say, I guess in a sense. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in 2011, rumors started circulating about uh, about the Wii U, which was then known as Project Cafe. Uh, a bunch of the rumors, you know, of course, conflicted, but a lot of them seemed to nail this thing spot on. I mean, they were talking about the tablet having uh, dual analog sticks, um, having like off-screen play and the like. It's like, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of these rumors. Like, it seemed a little bit more like I was going back and like looking at art- articles for uh, rumors on the thing before it came out at about this time. And a lot of these rumors like seemed a little bit more based in reality and what would come to fruition than a lot of the stuff we saw for the switch ultimately. So, cause the switch, it just seemed like every other day there was something new and it's like, Oh, it's going to do this. And Oh, it's going to do that. And you're like, okay, well, that's interesting. So, um, let's see. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, with those rumors, the, as always, the truth is somewhere in, in the middle there. Uh, project cafe was officially shown off on E3 2011. And that was where it was, uh, introduced as a Wii U. And that's, Guys, I, I don't know if you've uh, actually watched this video of Reggie Fizeme trying to sell the Wii U. Um, <laughs> oh boy, um, I, I he made like every sort of like analogy with uh, you know with the Wii. It's like we would like to play with you, and, and just oh, like no. every so I'm like, oh man, it is rough. Um, if I can find a cut of it, I'll, I'll kind of try to insert it here. But it's oh yeah, no, it's gloriously cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Nintendo at its uh, just absolute cheesiness. <laughs> It's, it's, it's wonderful and wonderfully awful at the same time. So, um, during, during this and kind of a lot of the hype leading up to the system, um, the gamepad was shown as the centerpiece of this thing, which kind of for obvious reasons, the cool piece of technology, um, you know, it's, as I mentioned before, it's 6.2 touchscreen, dual analog sticks, NFC reader, um, let's see, let's see, off-screen play and, um, you know, uh, oddly enough, motion control functionality is still built in the thing, which... I don't think I used but twice, uh, once or, you know, in, um, in Captain Toad Treasure Tracker and then, uh, much to my dismay when I played a Breath of the Wild. So, yes, that's a good way to describe that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not so bad on the switch, but man, turning your, uh, well, I I mostly played with the pro controller, then coming back to, and then having to like pull the, uh, 
the gamepad off its little stand and then use that and then flip back over to the pro controller as soon as those mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. like yep. you know ugh, god yeah it was it was yeah. obnoxious so we've been there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but this focus on the um on the gamepad kind of led to a lot of confusion as far as what this was um it made it uh, i guess most people would kind of understand I, I guess most of us would understand that um you know, this was a, a new system, not not an add-on for the Wii, but considering how they were trying to expand on the Wii's audience and bring back core gamers, they seem to kind of miss the point as far as, like, what the hell this thing is. I know um, yeah. when I was working at GameStop, I got some people like, like oh, is, isn't that uh, that expansion thing for the Wii coming out soon? I'm like, um, no. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's as, as someone who was that person, I can tell you that, they made a mistake naming it the Wii U <laughs> yeah. because for, for probably uh, maybe like a year, cause I wasn't really that interested yet. Cause I thought it was an add on and I was like, Oh, it's a whole console. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. And then adding into the fact it was backwards compatible with the Wii and you could also use, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, you know, uh, Wii remotes, the nunchuck, uh, the pro controller to control certain games in it. It, it certainly didn't help distinguish it from the Wii. So now, I, I appreciate that they did add the, uh, you know, the backwards compatibility in and the ability to use your Wii remotes. But, man, that uh, there's a lot of stuff from that original like, presentation that just never came to fruition. Uh, you know, the golf thing. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, that's right. That was that was an odd one. I don't know what the hell that was. Ven- or Vanessa, did you ever see that? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, where he, he put it on the ground? Yeah, and he's like pretending to like swing a club over it or, uh, God, it's... I don't know what the hell they were trying to show off with that, but it's like, man, I don't want to put a you know piece of video game equipment with a screen on the floor. You know, it's like, okay. It's, uh, well, I um, thought I thought it was an interesting idea because uh, the the tablet portion has the infrared sensors on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so swinging directly at that screen, you could theoretically put it anywhere to simulate something a little bit better, but. Yeah, clearly. I mean, I don't think any anything ever actually used that in that way. I cannot think of a single thing that ever did that. So yeah, and but yeah, putting your your tablet down on the ground, which you couldn't even replace. Did they ever? I don't even remember. Were were you ever able to buy another Wii U tablet? I don't believe so. I think the only thing you could do is you could send it in basically to get repaired and maybe they would yeah. swap it out with another one. But I mean, yeah, it's just like, yeah, because originally there was this plan where they were going to let you buy a second uh, gamepad, but they didn't want to do that yeah. until they saw the need for it. And, um, you know, clearly here we are with the, uh, the you know, the Wii U has ceased production and that never came to fruition. So clearly they never <laughs> saw the need for mm-hmm. that to happen. <laughs> so, um. This was a bit of a weird launch that ended up happening for the Wii U. Um, it actually released in North America first, which I kind of baffled at, I suppose, but it just seemed weird. Um, it came out the 18th of November in 2012 in North America, Australia, and Europe. It came out the 30th of November 2012, and then it came out the 8th of December in 2012 in Japan. So I don't, I don't know. Like you would think, like maybe, maybe, maybe hit your home market first, but you know, we we beat them to the punch by about two weeks on that. So. Um, came in two things or like two schematics, uh, however you want to worry. I don't know. Uh, the basic one was white, uh, came with eight, eight gigabytes of storage, the gamepad, and HDMI cable. 
Um, which, uh, forward thinking of them at least, uh, you know, the PS3, uh, Vanessa, I'm sure you remember this, like how, how hard Sony was pushing, you know, like what a great HD system it was and it was $600 and yada, 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 uh, when we were working at GameStop and then to find that it came with, um, you know, no HDMI cable. As a matter of fact, not even component cables. It came with just the standard, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, (laughs) red, white, and yellow, uh, you know, AV cables. It's like, oh, it's like, so yeah. Yeah, it's like I composite remember cool. when thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember everybody was excited that in the box there's an hdmi cable like oh my god finally somebody's done it <laughs> yeah i think it took um what was it the 360 elite i think when that came out they started putting hdmi cables in that um but i mean up until then i don't think hdmi had become sort of the um the universal thing that it was so I think like the two years prior to that, it, it, or, you know, it wasn't. And once that came out, it sort of was, cause I remember running uh, component cables, I think for a while on my, uh, on my original, um, Vanessa, what'd you say? Original five, three sixties. I went to, I went through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The, the joys of working at GameStop at the time where they weren't re- really keeping track of serial numbers that much. We would just, uh, as soon as one would break, we would just swap it out with another one. <laughs> so it's like, it Oh, there's very... a used one. Good professional <laughs> yeah 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 i mean yeah well i mean what thing about the money they paid us that uh they kind of deserve that so <laughs> screw you guys um let me see the premium bundle uh was black came with 32 gigabytes of storage came with the gamepad hdmi uh in north america and europe it came bundled with nintendo land but not in japan um and let's see oh yeah uh gamepad and console stand and man i don't know what i don't think i i don't think i ever used man i don't even remember that console stand that it came with but uh, you know you look at pictures of it and oh, there it is so uh and then uh, I, we, I actually use that quite a bit for oh, like for nintendo land and a few other party games it was useful um the game i still stand currently console stand the the gamepad stand see that no that that i have i'm talking there's a console stand that was packed in with this thing Oh, that's right. I actually I did use that when I didn't have a whole lot of space uh-huh. to to keep it flat. I did actually use that stand for a while. I actually might have it like that right now. Hmm. But yeah, it was a weird little stand. I don't know. Yeah, it just yeah, it, like it it, it wasn't as cool as the uh, as the uh, the Wii one where it, you know, sort of brought it up at a diagonal angle mm-hmm. and made it look kind of sleek and cool, but yeah. Uh also came bundled with a Wii sensor bar and Originally, um, I don't know how long they they ran this thing, but the and, and this is this is a bit of an oddity that um, you know they kind of got rid of pretty quickly. But the Nintendo Network Premium uh, subscription, uh, where they rewarded you for buying games by uh, not you know giving you these stupid coins that you could buy wallpapers and stuff with, like you can do now. It was uh, basically like, hey, uh, you spent this much money. It's kind of like um, I think. Sony does it occasionally, but this was anything you bought digitally, it would like go into a bank and eventually you could redeem all these points for dollars off of your purchases from the, uh, from the Wii U eShop. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. And they, and I mean, that thing sort of ran it, ran its course. And I honestly, the only reason I even knew it existed was be, or, or, you know, cause I like did what I needed to do to sign up for. It, and then I sort of completely forgot about it. And then I started seeing the news articles that they were closing it down. I was like, Oh shit! I better check on this thing. See if I see what kind of points I've got. And Did you have any? Uh, yeah, actually, I had quite a bit. I, come on, Vanessa, you're talking to a guy who just <laughs> frivolously just throws money at video games that he's never going to play. So yes, I had quite a bit. 
Um, let me see. Yeah, and you know, and I honestly, I forget what the, how the hell much these things were. I don't think I, yeah, I didn't write the price points down, but man, it doesn't really matter at this point. So, um, it was like 300 plus if, for each one. I'm remembering that. So, I think like 300 was the basic, and then like 350 or maybe 400 was the regular one, but probably 350. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the, the the real the real hero of the of the Wii U for me was the Pro Controller, which released at the same time. Uh, if, if you haven't seen one of these, it looks very similar to a 360 uh, controller, except the uh, face the face buttons and the uh, right thumb stickers flipped around there. Man, I got to tell you, I loved loved that controller. Yeah, me too. Uh, I actually still use it uh, for playing uh, on my PC. Oh, is it like Bluetooth? It is Bluetooth. Uh, you used to have to do a little bit of hacky stuff, but I think they've fixed that for okay. the most part now. Like, one of the things was um, it only worked with Toshiba's Bluetooth software. Okay. So if you didn't have a Toshiba Bluetooth um, device on your computer, you had to, like, download the special file and replace a file on your computer to kind of get it to think that it was Toshiba, and it would kind of sometimes work or not um, oh, okay but uh i think now they figured out with windows 10 how to get it to connect directly to windows 10 i i it just so happened that the bluetooth uh little usb thing that i have it it is a toshiba branded card so oh, okay. um so it's always worked perfectly fine for me and it's it's great because it, it recognizes it as an xbox controller so. oh nice yeah that the, the thing is, like, I can never get a good D-pad on controllers. Like, the only... Like, Nintendo's, like, the only one that seems to know how to build a D-pad. Right. And, man, um, you know what? I might might have to go invest in a Pro Controller, or another Pro Controller now, just to uh, have that as a... Because I've been using um, an Xbox One controller, and the D-pad's pretty good on that one, but it's not it's not Nintendo good, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. Do you still have your Wii U Pro Controller? Oh, yeah. So, you... It's really interesting because um, you can use it um, pretty seamlessly across your PC and switch it back to your Wii U if you ever want to do that. Okay. Um, all, all you pretty much have to do is uh, you just have to turn off the Bluetooth on your PC and then you just resync it. You hit the sync button on the, the red one on the back of the controller mm-hmm. and it finds your Wii U again perfectly fine. So. Oh, okay. No. That's kind of a, a bonus to it. Oh, I mean, I've got four... DualShock 4s and like three or four Xbox One controllers. I don't think having uh, three uh, Pro controllers would be much of a thing. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I have them. Well, okay, I know why. I, I bought one DualShock 4 to use with my PS3, and then another one to use with my um, my PlayStation TV. You know that that thing that got so much use. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, the other thing with this controller, I, I don't know if you guys ever tried it, but this thing claimed to get like 80 hours battery life, and man, I I'm I'm inclined to agree with that. I, I even yeah. playing Breath of the Wild, like I think, like put like two hundred hours into that thing. I think I had to charge it maybe three or four times the whole time I played that thing. That's impressive. Yeah, um, when uh, when I got a Injustice, um, I, I I had two roommates that I was uh, living with, and I I don't know if they ever charged it, but I swear that thing lasted months, and we were playing Injustice almost every single day for like at least an hour. So that that controller, like, it really, really lasted a long time. It felt like it was invincible. In fact, I think I was telling Ashley, like, how good of a battery life that it has. Mm-hmm. 
And like, I was like, yeah, I haven't charged this thing in like a month at least. And then, you know, I turn it on and it dies right there. I'm like, <laughs> I promise it's been a month. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Ashley is uh, Frankie's co-host on his podcast. Yes, that's right. Um, okay. So yeah, this, like I said, that controller was just like a beast. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I my daughter has one, I bought her one um, and I've got my own. And man, I guess that controller is just great. And I think that's where um, I had the problem going with the gamepad when I'd have to like, there's a few games where you had to play with the gamepad. It would not let you play with the, uh, with a pro controller. Uh, Token Mirage yeah. Justin was one of them. Uh, Venice, if you remember, as I think you so eloquently put it when we were talking about it. And then it's about pop stars. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that one required the gamepad, and so then it, uh, you know, and then it's on my shelf because I didn't want to play like a forty to eighty hour RPG on a gamepad. So, um, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker required it, uh, and like out of the games I've played, I think those are the only ones. I think uh, which one call it? Um, Star Fox Zero required it. Yeah, it did because it had the motion aiming. Woof. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let me see. Uh, third-party support uh, initially seemed very strong, which was very surprising for a Nintendo system. Um, you saw some ports of like older stuff and stuff that seemed confusing to bring over. Um, I could never figure out why they only brought out Mass Effect Three to the Wii U. Right? Yeah, that was uh, an weird. Um, Nintendo probably could have thrown a little money at them and made a uh, you know like like hey, let's put the Mass Effect trilogy on here first. You know, like hey, let's make a big damn deal about this. Because originally you could only play the original Mass Effect on PCs or uh, 360. It eventually ended up coming to the PS3. So, I mean, getting it on the Wii U would have, you know, maybe sold some people on doing it. Because, um, I mean, even as a big Mass as a guy who like big, or was a big Mass Effect fan at the time, um, I didn't get Mass Effect 3 for the, for the Wii U. So, I mm-hmm. didn't see the need for that. I'm like, well, I've got it on the 360. I'm good. I don't see the point in starting a, uh, you know, a saga uh, in its last third on a new system. It just seems kind of silly. So, but yeah, unfortunately, much like all third party support for Nintendo consoles, uh, up to that point, uh, it tapered off and slowly dwindled down to nothing. Um, there's some really like loyal users for like some of the call of duty games that came out on there. Like, I don't understand why they really? insisted on sticking with that, but yeah, it, uh, it's really like, I, I think there was even some like oddity, like, groups of people that would play it on the like play one of them on the Wii if I'm remembering right wow yeah I remember playing it on the Wii thinking this is garbage <laughs> <laughs> uh I, you know what I've never played it but I'm gonna go ahead and guess that uh that that assertion or you know that uh, assertion is probably correct so <laughs> um let's see now the or out of the box like of, of course like every console that we have now it takes a while to update um it seemed to take a little while to get going. Um, like it, it was a little bit slower to start up than the PS3 and the uh, and the 360 felt. Uh, and I think a lot of it just had to do with the uh, the, for want of a better term, like the dual uh, interface thing where it had like a me parade sort of thing going on. Um, that that was so confusing. Yeah, and then just mm-hmm. your standard like here's where all your games are, and it's like. Oh, Okay, why couldn't you just make this optional? Like, why did you have to? I don't know. It's it's sort of one of those things. Like, I wanted to opt out of the Nintendo or Frankie. Do you know what that thing was called? Even I'm trying to remember. Me Plus? No, that me was Plaza. Plaza, Plaza. Sounds right though. I think Me Plaza. I think you're right. I think you're right. 
Like, that's one thing. Like, I wish you could just opt out of that and it would just load faster. Because, like, I, mm-hmm. I never use that thing. Like, I would just see, like, pictures of, like, hey, here's what I'm playing. And I'm like, great, cool. It's like, hey, how do you do this? And then I'm like, I, I, guys, I just really, really want to get to my uh, get to my virtual console games. I really don't care about what you guys are playing. <laughs> you people, I don't know. Like, I would r- occasionally see, like, you know, people on my friends list pop up there. And I'm like, oh, hey, there's And then they just disappear. And, like, all these, like, randos just, like, hey, that's what I played. Hey, 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 look what I drew. I'm like, oh, God, just get me fucking to get, get super cool. <laughs> Super Metroid, come, yeah. on, come on, come on, come on, load, 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 load. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, um, I remember anything you did at, at first was incredibly slow uh, on the Wii U. Uh, opening up games, I mean, sometimes even in-game, things felt like they chugged along, and it was to a point where it was frustrating, at least for me. It was just like, this is such a slow console, like... What is going on? Yeah, um, Frankie, did you play Breath of the? Or you played Breath of the Wild on on uh, the Wii U, right? Yes. Okay, so all three of us have played on the Wii U. That initial loading screen was horrendous. It's yeah. really slow. I like. I was so excited when I got home and um, you know, and bought it, put it in the Wii U, and just how long it took to get the update and then actually load the thing. I was just like, oh my. God, it's like at this point I could have driven somewhere, found a switch probably, and brought it home, set it up, and it just felt ridiculous. But that that was the game. It made me rightfully slow, just or rightfully so, just how big that game is. But it, that's the one that kind of felt like just like it took the longest to load. Uh, there, maybe Xenoblade Chronicles Two, but I only played that like two or three times, and then that battle music just turned me off from that game completely. So. <laughs> it was uh, really, really, really terrible. Actually, I'll see if I can dig it up and maybe we'll insert it into this thing too so you guys can uh, check it out. It's woof, woof, that's not bad. Now we're stuck on a whole different planet No peace looking at the sky Troubles always all around So we stay quick with the guns and cannons Standing as long as we can Until we get all dolls up Then call off that song We'll blow the guitar Dealing with lives messed up Well, you know, there was also a, an update that they released that sped up the system. Um, I want to say it was like six months in, something like that. Mm-hmm. It might have been longer. Um, and I can only imagine if Breath of the Wild came out <laughs> without that patch. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I, we, we might still be waiting for it to load. So. <laughs> right. It's like, well, I bought a Switch, and I played it on the Switch, and I've beaten it on the Switch, and it's still loading on the Wii U. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> Um, let me see. The, uh, the the other thing that came with one of these updates was it did a, a fast load thing on the gamepad that I really appreciated. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Where, and, you know, it, it coming, it's sort of being a, we'll say, middle ground between the 360, Xbox One, and PS3, PS4, having the ability to, like, pick it, pick, I think it was, like, the most, 10 most recent things you've accessed just right there on the gamepad and load it up from there was a nice little thing to start up with. Um, it's improved since then, but, like, 
when I first started like loading up these like sleep or uh, systems from sleep mode, sometimes like the online thing would have disconnected. Uh, sometimes the Xbox one will, would have just decided that, no, you know what? I'm not going to go ahead and go into sleep mode and just like close out your game. Mm-hmm. So I'd come back and be like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't save it for like two hours. That's great. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, glad my entire progress I made yesterday is just uh, gone. So, yeah, um, that that's since been fixed. And that's yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So th- I think they were the first ones to kind of put that little stopgap there, which made it a little bit more accessible to just getting at stuff you want to do immediately without having to go into that me plaza thing and have that load up for 30 seconds. So. Um, yeah, my big complaint with the gamepad too was uh, outside of the way it felt was just the battery life on that thing. It's I understand with that big of a screen, of course, it's probably going to have some battery issues. But man, oh man, that thing seemed to die a lot faster than it needed to. Um, oh yeah, I mean, granted, DualShock Four has only got that stupid light bar, and that thing fate or you know fizzles out mighty quickly too. So I don't understand what Microsoft is doing that the, with those Xbox One controllers, but man, those things got some got some serious battery life on those. I've got a rechargeable pack on it and like I will forget to put the controller there for a a few days sometimes and it'll still have a charge after using it for those few days so but anyway um let's see as as I mentioned before the Wii was backwards compatible with the uh or the Wii U was see even I'm doing it now still still like you know five years later (laughs) still doing it uh the Wii U was backwards compatible with the Wii and originally it only supported um backwards compatibility on the TV, but it eventually patched it in where you could do it on the gamepad. Um, did either of you guys try that? Yes, actually, that was kind of my preferred way to do things because, like I, I mentioned before, the, the infrared sensor on the front of the gamepad meant that you 100% did not need the TV. And so if I wanted to pay, play any uh, Wii game while my roommates were, were watching a movie or whatever, then it was right there. Okay, so so they did actually end up doing something with that sensor then, I guess, after all. Yeah, that's pretty much the only time I ever really used it. But, uh, but yeah, it worked great. I mean, like, if I had to use a Wii remote, um, then I could just point it at the gamepad itself, no problem. So nice. that, that was definitely the best part about that. I mean, it was really the only part about it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say best and worst just by default because it was the only thing uh, that it yeah. used it for. So, um, yeah, I bought Pikmin and then I never played it, but I have it <laughs> for the Wii. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. You know what? I never tried it on the Wii. Like I played the shit out of that thing on the GameCube, but I don't know how that turned out on the Wii. So, yeah, me neither. I can. I'll let you know once I actually take it out of its box. <laughs> Uh, so we'll probably never get around to playing that way. Unless, you know, maybe like like uh, four or five years we decided to do a game club on it. Uh, like, hey, we should bust out our Wii U's. It's like, does anybody have them anymore still? Okay. Hopefully by then they just, you know, put it on the virtual console for Switch once that exists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it exists, they seem to not be really... They, uh, yeah, not to get off topic here real quick, but like they haven't mentioned the word virtual con- or the words virtual console yet once. The, the problem is, is they don't really need to at this point. Yeah. I do wonder if it's a, been, been a diminishing returns thing for them at this point. Like, you know, you, yeah. you get people who were initially very excited with the Wii and then it sort of tapered off a little bit with the Wii U, not only because of the fewer games that were put on there, but also um, just, you know, the fewer people that actually owned a Wii U that might have something to do with it too. But yeah, at this point, it's like you can just put old Nintendo stuff. I just I just would appreciate, like, if they put those, like, arcade archive things in a separate thing than just the rest of the games that came out on the eShop. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, um, uh, getting back. Yeah, see, again, Switch just is trumping the poor Wii U, uh, <laughs> podcast dedicated to the Wii U, and we're talking about the damn Switch here. Um, the one thing that was nice, I want to say forward thinking, but they just caught up with the rest of the industry, was they dumped the friend codes and finally, finally went to a Nintendo user ID thing, so... That made uh that made friending people a lot easier, and of course, um, did little to do or you know made made little use of it because not a lot of a lot of multiplayer action going on on the Wii U with your friends. So yeah, I genuinely cannot think of a single thing I played with anybody on the Wii U online. Yeah, I and I kind of appreciated that because. I don't know. I always looked at Nintendo. It was always great to have people together in the same room to play games with. And, you know, I mean, as much as that's kind of a detraction as like, oh, yeah, they didn't have all these games online. But let's face it. I mean, they're still struggling with the online. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just good old Nintendo. And just like I said, for everything they do right, they just do something. You're like, what? What? Why? Yeah. This is already been figured out. Why are you trying to do something weird? But know. yeah, they, I mean that's what they do though. That's, how they, they're in a, that's like their innovation card. Like we strike out five times, but every once in a while, get a home run. Yep. Right. Yep. You got to remember, uh, you 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 bat. What is it like three hundred or something like that? I mean, you're considered one of the best of all times in baseball. So <laughs> that's you know one out of one out of three tries. You or you know or you, this is the only time you get a hit, and that's considered you know Hall of Fame numbers and. In the video game industry, that seems to be what Nintendo does sometimes, actually. That, that should be their new tagline. Um, one out of three hits. <laughs> <laughs> one out of, yeah, one out of three. Hall of Fame numbers, baby! <laughs> um, so there was a bunch of weird little stuff with the Wii U. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of nearing the end of this thing that I'm, I, I want to talk about here. And then if you guys have anything else to add in, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, the TV service... Man, I, oh, oh, that's right. The now defunct uh, in North America, but still rolling along in Japan, surprisingly. Um, this thing was supposed to do sort of what the Xbox One was going to do. Um, integrate, like, if you were looking for a certain show, it would allow you to, like, figure out with your cable uh, or, you know, like, dish set-top box. Like, okay, this is, this is what channel this is going to be on, and this is what time it's going to be on. Uh, making it easier. It was all... I think it did something similar to like the Amazon X-Ray thing for Amazon video um, where it would use uh, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes and Wikipedia um, to like give you like trivia of the movie or show that you're watching at the time, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like I I don't want to have the gamepad in my lap while I'm like binge watching Battlestar Galactica or something, you know, so Mm -hmm. whereas, uh, you know, you just hit a button on your, uh, you know, on your, on your Amazon fire TV or, you know, on the, uh, on the prime video app. And it's like, okay, well that, or the uh, Amazon video app. And it just brings up all that x-ray stuff. So it's like, okay, well that's, it's like, I don't have to have a separate device for this with this one. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I checked it out when it first, um, hit the Wii U. I almost said switch. (laughs) Um, and it it was really really interesting. Like I liked the idea of it. The problem is is that um, no TV stations seem to put much on it. Like none of the infrastructure was there. And I think I think the idea was that that must have already existed in Japan, so they were easy, able to tap into that easily. But since it there isn't anything really like that here in the States, it just never caught on with all of the companies to pour that information in. Yeah. Um, which was the bummer because like 
pretty much the only thing that it ever really showed me was Netflix and I think Amazon. Um, I think I can't remember. There's definitely no more than two things on there that ever popped up. Um, so that that was a disappointing part. It it just didn't seem like the infrastructure was there. Yeah, and that's um that's something like the Xbox One like very quickly like backed away from that one after the backlash. Like I. I mm-hmm. don't remember if that's still there or not, but like it was one of those features like that they like, you know, bandied about very, uh, very front and center and then sort of like backed off like, Oh no, no, no. I mean, you know, I mean, you can totally play video games on this thing, guys. I mean, guys, guys, it, it's a video game console, <laughs> guys, guys, video games, video games. Hey, P- I know the PS4 has got games. But we got games too, guys. Come on, come on. Gears of War. Hello? Guys, <laughs> right. guys, Forza, <laughs> we're running out of shit here. Come on. <laughs> so... <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it, it was a weird little feature, and one of the um, one of the odd features with that. I mean, it seems like you know now there's a technical dead button on the uh, on the Wii U, basically for you know uh, two of the three uh, regions it's in. But I'm if I'm remembering right, you can actually use it if you program it with your TV. It will turn your TV on. Yes, and I I use that heavily because okay. uh, I would always lose my remote. So <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, like for me, like the gamepad was always uh, where my TV is on a like like stand where I, I keep my like you know my amiibos in like a little Tupperware thing and uh, all my other controllers on a little stand charging. So it was always over by the TV. So it never made any sense for me to do that when I had uh, a remote sitting on an end table next to my couch. I'm like, oh, I can just do this. And see, the thing is with roommates is that we did actually use the Wii U a lot. Yeah. Um, and so. Like you mentioned before, with the battery dying so quickly, we had the charger right by the couch. Um, so it kind of made sense for us to use the, the remote portion of it. Yeah, I was um, I, 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 a uh, different different little feature here. But like when they started putting the ads on the, on the gamepad, like I remember like, you know, I'd be in bed uh, on my nights off at work or from work. And mm-hmm. I would like look out in the living room and my living room was just glowing with, I'm like, what the hell? And there's just an advertisement for, hey, you should buy Mario Kart. I'm like, I, I hated that. That was the worst. Oh, yeah. What a weird little feature to do. I mean, you could opt out of it, but it didn't make it very easy or clear on how to do it, much like most, most Nintendo interface stuff. Um, well, especially the glowing, though. It's like, I get mm-hmm. it. It's okay to advertise to me on your system, but don't like glow at night. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, what? that was the problem is it felt like it was always at a really inconvenient time. Like yeah, you're like, just like, just go away at two o'clock in the morning when I'm not going to care about your ad. Yeah. But I guess it's and, like, Hey, you wake up in the morning and here, look, look what you can buy. I'm like, can I check your shop every <laughs> week? Maybe pay attention to that. And that's the thing. I, I believe, uh, uh, Somebody at Nintendo said that, you know, that was kind of um, kind of the inspiration for putting the screen on in the first place is you you remember on the Wii, the little blue light that came on. Yes. Which I thought was okay. You know, it wasn't too invasive. Um, but man, that, that light was bright on that thing when it was doing that. It was, which is why I never had a Wii in my room. Yeah. <laughs> like that stayed in the living room oh, just yeah, for, for that sure. reason. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they wanted to bring, make more of it to actually deliver that content. Um, so I, I don't know. It felt, it felt like it kind of cheapened the system, honestly. And it was even more annoying than the Wii. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're advertising to people you don't need to advertise to. You, we, 
we're already invested in your system. If we cared, we keep it plugged in. So, and you know, we'll probably check the eShop on a semi-regular basis. You need to sell to people who don't have a Wii U, which was a whole hell of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the problem is, is that I felt like, you know, they have this data that they could collect, like keeping logs of when you're most likely to turn on your Wii U. And in that case, maybe 10 minutes before that most likely time, show the ad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, you know, even 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 an hour before that or something like that. You know, it's like they're collecting all this yeah. play data. And just like this way, like, you know, you come home from work and it's like, what the hell is that on my, I'm like, oh, hey, that's available to purchase. It's like, you know, they, they're getting all this information. And they just like, hey, two o'clock in the morning. Doesn't matter. It's like for me, it's like, sure, that sort of worked because on my nights off, I don't, you know, I'll sleep for a few hours at night and then I just pop up because I'm used to work in graveyard. But um, for most human beings, that doesn't work. Yeah, it, it just felt like they didn't execute that well. I mean, that's kind of Nintendo's game. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's almost like Nintendo doesn't do online stuff very well. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, I don't know, like, that's as far as, like, functionality goes, like, with the, with the uh, Wii U, nearly said Switch again. Uh, that, that's sort of it. Uh, there, it ended up getting the Virtual Console uh, and another odd thing i suppose but like you could go into wii mode and then you could still like buy all the virtual console games on the on the wii mm-hmm. and then yeah um my wii took a dump before uh i bought a wii u and actually that was why i ended up getting a wii u was my wii just took a shit and i lost oh i don't know probably a couple thousand dollars worth of virtual console stuff um mm. because of that um yeah so yeah that, that hurts i never got to transfer all that stuff over to the wii u uh and granted all the stuff that you would transfer over um, the, if like, I think it was like a dollar you would have to pay to like, uh, you know, quote unquote upgrade it to the Wii U version. If you did that, right. Yeah. It was like a dollar, maybe a dollar 50. It, it was different for different games. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and the, the problem with that was though, like the NES, uh, emulation on the Wii U was terrible. I mean, it was just like washed out and very dark. I don't know why they did that when they nailed it so mm. well on the Wii. It's just like just copy what you did there, guys. So I don't uh, I don't recall that being an issue. I remember there being more lag than I wanted, though. Okay, maybe it might have something to do with the HDMI versus like the composite, uh, you know, the analog thing that the Wii had to use. So uh, the Virtual Console never really hit the heights that it did um, on the on the on the Wii. It had a rather robust library in of itself but you know when you compare it to the like just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of virtual console games that were on there um and, you know japan got the better end of that like they seem to always do with these things but um probably i would just imagine licensing hell uh when it gets ported over or what gets brought over to the uh to different regions but yeah it's i don't know it it, it just seemed like nintendo almost put this thing out to die by itself um and i know like a lot of the talk we've been doing, it's like we've been kind of like almost down on the Wii U. But I got to say, like when I look back at it, um, you know, sort of, I guess, in this sense, looking back at it as a uh, as a now dead console. I mean, it, for me, it's boxed up and it's put it's boxed up with my 360 and my PS3 and my you know, PS2 and my uh, my original Xbox and GameCube. It, it, you know, it's done for being on my TV. I, I gotta say, I really like the console. I think it did some cool things. Um, there were a lot of great games for it. And honestly, if you look at it, like, compared to the GameCube, I think the library on the Wii U was stronger than the GameCubes. Hmm. So, personally, I I never had a GameCube, so I can't really compare it to that. Okay. Um, but looking back, I 
I there wasn't much on the GameCube where it was like, oh, I really need to revisit, you know, the, all of the GameCube's uh, titles to see what's what might really capture me. What did I really miss? Mm-hmm. Um, however, with the Wii U, looking back at it now, it's like there are times that you know somebody will bring up a game where I'm just like, oh, that's right, I forgot about that game on the Wii U, but it's so good, like. There's tons of of games that 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 kind of pops up with with me when I'm talking to people. Yeah, um, another oddity. Like I, I think I've pointed this out before, but um, the um, which one call it um, the Wii U is kind of the not kind of it is the only Nintendo console that doesn't have its own unique Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, that was their downfall. <laughs> it, you know, I mean. It's we got two ports of uh, of GameCube Zelda games, which were both fantastic Zelda games in their own right. But like the Wii, you never got its own Zelda game. I ended up with like th- or well two technically, but if you include a uh, new Luigi Brothers U on there, like it ended up with like three Mario games on there, which seemed excessive when you really boil it down. But I mean, there was a lot of like kind of cool, unique stuff on there that. Uh, some of it's getting ported over to the Switch, but, I mean, just, like, a lot of the stuff, like, you look at, like, how did this fucking work? Like, you know, a Pokémon Tournament, the Pokémon fighting game? Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, um, you know, Mario Kart 8, I mean, Mario Kart 8 is just a fantastic game. Um, and, you know, they, they put the deluxe version of it on the on the Switch now, so it sort of negates that. Uh, Splatoon, its own... Not my not my thing, but you know, totally see why people dig it. I mean, it's it, it's it's a cool for or cool like you know team based shooter thing, um, and it did very well. I mean, the attachment rate on that thing was pretty good. Um, you know, not nearly as good as Mario Kart's, which I think was more than half of the of the Wii's. I think it's like eight million or something like that sold, and there's only thirteen point five million of the Wii's or Wii U sold in its lifetime. So, you know, attachment rate on that is good, but. Um, mm-hmm. interesting little tidbit, uh, we'll, and then we'll talk about games we liked on this thing real quick. Uh, the top 15 selling games on the Wii U, they were all either developed by Nintendo or Nintendo, uh, uh properties, basically. Yeah. Everything yep. there, Nintendo. It's like, no, nobody cracked anything with it. It's just like, oh man, I mean, oh, I don't know. It, like I said, it just, it's just this weird thing of like this was this was a nintendo system plain and simple i mean you know you think of like gamecube is like oh it was a little rough but i mean there's some like interesting third-party stuff there but like i, I think back of uh uh on the wii u and it's just like man there's not a whole lot to kind of go back to mm-hmm. as far as like third-party stuff goes that isn't somewhere else i mean there's yeah know, i guess second party stuff if you want to look at that way like xenoblade chronicles x uh that it's not technically second party but it's you know it's using nintendo characters the uh tokyo mirage sessions which i don't know it's that is a that is a niche game on a uh, we'll say very niche console so um well, Xenoblade Chronicles you know was second party too so you know too i i think at this time um the industry started kind of veering away from exclusives like i still feel i mean there's plenty of exclusive titles out but i feel like as time is going on that's becoming less and less of a thing especially when it comes to hardware architecture you know these the the systems you know xbox and playstation and pcs now they're so similar to one another that porting ports are are kind of a different game um 
you know, I mean, there's still difficulties there, but I think it might be overall easier for developers where the Wii U is still drastically different from other consoles that it didn't, there wasn't much of an incentive for, um, you know, third parties to jump on it. Yeah. Especially sales figures wise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just there, when it boiled down to everything, the developers didn't want to, you know, invest the time. And if you look at it, that that's, it made Nintendo try to push out more of these, uh, Mario's because I figure it's kind of easier to push out a a Mario game than it is for like Zelda Mm -hmm. and, you know, other, other titles like that. They just went back to this whole, and I mean, the Mario games were great. I loved every single one that I played on the Wii U, but yeah, there's, there's, a lot of them on there, and I think that's just because of the fallout that happened with third parties. Yeah, because there's uh, New Super Mario Brothers U. Um, God, what? Um, uh, um, the Luigi U, and then uh, Mario 3D World. Yeah, Mario 3D World. Yeah, I mean that was a really game. really good one. Yeah, <laughs> great games all, but you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I. Now here's the thing, like. At, you know, thirteen and a half million. I would, I would really hesitate to say the Wii U was a failure of a console. It certainly didn't meet like you know sales expectations by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure. Yeah. But to to like call a system that is in you know was in thirteen and a half million households around the world, that's still pretty substantial. I mean, if you look at like if you go on Wikipedia and look at the list of consoles that have sold, um, you know, over a million units, like. The ones that have gone into the double digits of, of millions is very, very small. I mean, you know, you're talking to like, you know, all these consoles over the years that have like, you know, ex- or, you know, have existed. And then you get into the, well, here's, you know, X amount that have, you know, sold, you know, over a million. And then you get into the, well, here's more or here's the amount that have sold like 10 million or more. That is a very, very small number. So, well, again, it, it's certainly not what they were probably hoping for, especially after the roaring success of the Wii, just sales figures-wise. Um, I, I don't see the Wii U as a failed console at all. Um, yeah. It's the worst selling of all the Nintendo consoles, like, ever, but I don't see it as a failure on my in, in my personal view there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I think it's kind of a tough call because it's uh, it's it feels like it's in that right in between state. Um, you know, but the problem is, is that it was a follow up to the Wii, which just made it look so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like I mentioned before, like it, there was, you know, there's just this depreciating numbers of sales for every Nintendo console since the NES. And Mm -hmm. you have this gigantic spike to on the Wii where it becomes, I think it's like the second best selling console of all time, right behind the PlayStation two. And then to jump down to, you know, 13 and a half million units where like, you know, the switch has already surpassed that in less than a year. Yeah. That's in its entire lifetime. I mean, granted again, it had like a five year lifespan. It seems like basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, just going from that to that, it's like, oh, okay. It, and, you know, and I, I think Nintendo maybe overestimated, like, well, here's all we have to do as far as the Wii or, uh, you know, uh, a successor to the Wii basically is like, this is all we really have to do is make it HD and then kind of add this cool thing in it. I mean, if they had named it something else, I think that, like you said, I think that would have helped it. Just the confusion, even calling it like the Wii 2 
or the Super Wii or something like that. The Super Wii. I mean, anything. <laughs> I mean, Super Wii. I mean, that's fun to say, you know. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Uh, I think they would have sold so many more consoles if they just named it better. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and not and not like hit that gamepad thing so hard. I mean, I understand like you know, technology-wise, it's a cool little bit of thing to or to you know focus in on, but they like they so rarely ever showed off the uh, like the Wii U as a system. I mean, even when you go and Google image uh Wii U, there are a lot of pictures where the console isn't even in there. It is just the gamepad. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, so even then, you know, like, you know, the system's dead and that messaging is still kind of out there where it's like, well, the gamepad was the main thing about this thing. I mean, you'll look at, like I said, you look at the Wii and it had that little stand and it did the little glow blue thing or whatever. And it looked like cool and sleek and simple. And then you look at the uh, the Wii U and it's just this like, you know, long rectangular with like rounded edges thing. It's just very generic and bland looking. It did not look or have like a Nintendo like touch to it when it look or when it comes to the design of it mm-hmm. i'll even say that like with the switch like as cool as, of an idea as the switch is like it's a pretty bland looking system like it's literally just a, you know a small ipad with a couple of controller things on the side yeah so i mean it's, that's all it needs <laughs> yeah 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 i mean yeah it's i i, I my own my only complaint with it has been like you know when i play it in bed like it's a little heavy but other than that like the switch has been a great little thing to step up to so anyway um let's let's wrap this up here let's talk about uh, some of the games that we we, we want to go over uh, Vanessa, why don't you start us off with like a game you want to recommend Ooh, a game for the switch that i want to recommend <laughs> that's hard because i bought my switch way too late i bought it in 2017 when i should have just bought oh sorry i bought my wii u in 2017 when i should have just bought a switch <laughs> <laughs> so obviously breath of the wild was the reason i bought it and i don't know why i should have consulted you first jason <laughs> As always. <laughs> well, there's a good there's a good back catalog that you can always go back to too. I mean, Wind Waker HD is marvelous. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, just, I mean, most of the games that I played were definitely um, either virtual console games or Wind Waker HD or Twilight Princess HD or Breath of the Wild. So I definitely underutilized my Switch. Yeah. But my number one recommendation, of course, if you have a Wii U and you haven't played it yet, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, and you know. Uh, I think we talked about this on our Zelda podcast, but, uh, or the breath of the wild podcast, but like, that was something like they talked about, like, I think it was Al Numa even mentioned, um, you know, the ideal thing for him with breath of the wild was having that second screen there to, you know, to use, uh, for the, uh, like, you know, like menus and the map and everything and just completely not used at all in breath of the wild, like just not utilized at all. It's like, okay, that's, that seems like a little bit of a, like a dumb move. Like honestly, like when I played Wind Waker and I played Twilight Princess um, on on the Wii U, I used a Pro controller and never used that. But it's just like the the idea of having that there just seems like a cool idea. And maybe the numbers were there, or like they I don't know if they can see like who was using what controller when they played it. But like maybe just the numbers rolled out where more people played with the Pro controller didn't really use the second screen functionality. Oh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Great game, uh, Frankie. You got a recommendation there? Uh, I do. I'm, you know, talking about a uh, Super Mario 3D World earlier. That I think, um, other than Breath of the Wild, that that was one that captivated me the most. Uh, it was kind of a surprise for me how much fun I had, and uh, Cat Mario was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable, and then the ending sequence with uh with Bowser was just as just as fun you know and there's so much extra 
to do after you beat the game. I don't think I actually 100% did everything in that game. Uh, it gets extremely difficult, and that's it's always been something that I've really loved about Mario is there are the easy levels mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, this is a kid's game, and then yeah, there are... You who play it like I do and yeah, get through <laughs> those and like, oh, okay, that was fun. Yeah, and then there's the the... It's like you revisit old levels, but they have this twist on them that just makes it so much harder. And, you know, it, it, it makes you feel like, oh, yeah, of course, I've, I did this stage before. I can power through this. And then you just die and die and die. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this bastard game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that that game, I think, really captured um, kind of the essence of Mario uh, on the Wii. Yeah. You uh, on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, Wii U. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. See, we can't. Oh God, the poor, <laughs> poor thing. Um, right. So my, uh, my 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 next or my recommendation, my first recommendation here is going to be uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Man, that is a oh, great God, so good. game. I mean, yes, second best Yoshi game, which isn't saying much because outside of Yoshi's Island, um, there really hasn't been a good Yoshi game. So I mean, Yoshi Touch and Go was okay. I, I thought that was kind of fun, but mm-hmm. it was a little simple. Um, but a lot of those platformers have not been great, uh, especially the DS one or the 3DS one that came out a couple of year, or a few years ago. Like that one was, ugh, I don't know. I, I had some major problems with that game, but Yoshi's Woolly World was just a delight. Like, uh, man, it was just super cute, looked gorgeous and was just a shitload of fun. And it, it was, I, I, I guess it suffered from being sort of a second tier Nintendo property um, on, you know, a Nintendo platform that didn't sell very well. So it just, mm-hmm. It got completely overlooked, and I I don't know how it ended up doing, but they ended up porting it over to the 3DS, so there's always that option, too. But Yeah. Did you play uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn? Yes, I did. On the Wii? Yeah. Yeah. I, I went, I, when I played that game, I loved it so much, and then when I heard about uh, Yoshi's uh, Wooly World, it was like, yes, this is exactly what needed to happen after Kirby's Epic Yarn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super adorable. And actually a challenging platformer where Kirby's Epic Yarn, like, you really yeah. go out of your way to die in that thing. Like, you... I mean, <laughs> even for a Kirby yeah. game. Like, you know, Kirby games are pretty kind of easy mode video games for the most part. But that, I mean, I hate to say, like, Kirby's Epic Yarn was a baby game. I mean, there, there's no yeah, choice yeah. about it. But you went there for the aesthetic. It was really a cool-looking mm-hmm. game. So... With a lot of nifty ideas. Um, oh, you know, one thing I did kind of forget to mention about the Virtual Console thing, we'll, 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 we'll track back here over to other games, um, was this also introduced the DS, um, yeah, DS, Game Boy Advance, and Wii on the Virtual Console. So you could download mm-hmm. Wii games on there too, which was an odd one. Like, I did that with uh, Met- the Metroid Prime Trilogy was a big one, Um because I think like the first week these went on sale, it was like they were like ten bucks, and I have the the limited edition one or whatever the one that's like in a sleeve. I, maybe that's the only way it got published, but um, um for the Wii. But man, like you know, it went from being like a hundred dollars, and it it just you know, the bottom came out on on the scalpers on that game who were holding onto it, hoping to make a small fortune selling that thing. Because now yeah. you can get it on the uh, Wii U Virtual Console for like ten or twenty bucks. So I was like, okay, cool, good, glad that happened. Right. So yeah, that's, but anyway, yeah. So that's having, actually awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that, and I've been dying to play Met, the Metroid Prime games. There you go. See, you see. There's another while. good thing that the we that the we use good for. See, see, Vanessa. There's a lot that that uh, there's a lot to this system that uh, you know a lot of people overlook, and I think uh, I think it's unfortunate. It's like I said, it's a great little system. So 
I wish I had just known that it was different from the Wii <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> See, it's why you must consult with me. Exactly. I need to like text you every few months to be like, Jason, what's new? What do I need to get? <laughs> Advise me. <laughs> and I will just say yellow Joy-Con. <laughs> I have, yeah, I've got the most obscenely bright yellow Joy-Con attached to my Switch. And <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I love that thing, so... Um, anyway, uh, Vanessa, you have another recommendation you want to uh, skip over to Frankie because, uh, yeah, I, I should have just been telling you to buy a Wii U. Buy everything, yeah. Um, one thing I thought was cute, um, Paper Mario Color Splash. I a little bit. I it's pretty that cute. One, I, I've got a soft spot for all the Paper Mario games because I think they're so adorable. Mm -hmm. This one, and, and like, like some of the ones in the past, too, it was a little bit tedious at points, but I thought it was still, I like the humor of it. It was cute. I would recommend, if, if you can find it really cheap, try it out. It's cute. Um, were there a few of the toads like having like uh, existential crises in, in there? They always are. Because <laughs> I remember like reading some of the screen or like seeing screenshots of it online and just like some of these toads like being very, uh, very like morose about life. And I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, I think he like even saw one like complaining or saying that like his wife left him or something like that. I was like, God, what the hell is wrong with this game? It's Paper wow. Mario humor. I think they're like, they've got like a different set of writers than normal Mario. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the treehouse goes a little nuts over there with uh, Paper Mario. And especially like, like we said, uh, this was on a uh, system that didn't sell very much. Like, I hey, no one's going to notice if we throw in these weird jokes in here about, about, you know, about families breaking up and stuff. We got it. This. <laughs> right. Especially in Paper Mario. They're like, people are going to be buying the other Mario games, not this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Frankie, no, go ahead. Um, let's see. Next up, I, I would say Pikmin three. Um, oh yeah. That game, it felt short, but it was really, really good. Um, I, I actually, I, so I've never played completely through Pikmin one or two. Um, but I've always loved, uh, every little bit that I've played of those games. I've loved it to death. And so, Nintendo's uh, what was that? I said Nintendo's take on a real-time strategy game. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's the thing is that I'm not really into RTS usually, but this – I don't I don't know what it is about it. It just – it captured me. Um, and so what they did with the third one was really, really awesome. It hooked me in, and I couldn't stop playing um, until apparently I got to the very end and I kind of put the game down. I did not realize that I was literally at the end. <laughs> And, uh, and then I, you know, I went back like a month or two later and it was like, oh, I just beat the game. Okay. It's like, oh, it's like, I want to play some Pikmin 3. Started up. It's like, oh, I just beat Pikmin 3 30 minutes in. Yeah. Cool. Good job. But yeah, it was, it was really fun. There were some good challenges in there. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, probably for fans of Pikmin, it's, you know, it's something you definitely need to check out. I think the uh, I think the pro mode of playing that, from what I've heard, is like you use the gamepad as the map or whatever, and then you use the uh, a Wii remote and like a nunchuck to actually control yeah. everything. Yeah, I think that's how I did it. Um, and yeah, it was it was actually pretty awesome. I, li I like the way it was all set up. Yeah, that was something they patched in later. I think like they added a, a couple like modes of control. I think further down the line. Uh, mm -hmm. after the game came out so and then there's yeah. like those pikmin shorts that are in there uh, you can get them on the 3ds but they were available on the uh on the wii u eShop too but um those are pretty cute i mean just it, pikmin in general is a i don't know i mean I, I guess technically there's only what four games in the series there's that one uh, that just came out for the 3ds i mean they, they, personally i think they're swinging three for four on that i mean the, mm -hmm. that hey pikmin's not great but you know um the three pikmin games and and pikmin one and two are 
uh, they got was that new play mode that got put on uh, yeah on the Wii. So technically, you can play all three good Pikmin games on the Wii U. So, mm-hmm. which I think is a nifty little thing. Um, it is. So my my next recommendation, I did not finish this game. Uh, but and I really want to go back to it and finish it, but I'm kind of holding out hope that they're going to put it on the Switch. Uh, was Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? Man, I love that game. Uh, I am yeah. not a big like puzzle platformer guy, but oh man, I just the aesthetics and just like how like what a chicken shit Captain Toad is. I love that <laughs> game. Like he like Vanessa, I don't know if you've seen this, but he hops. I'd say like you know he he does the sort of like you know or, he's got the same thing of like in Mario 3D World um, as far as like exploration goes, but he jumps maybe i don't know frank what would you say like an inch off the ground maybe i haven't played it but i think you know what i remember from uh what was it, what was the other one he was in was it in i think Mario it was 3D 3D? yeah yeah he the the jump is worthless yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the basically um there's a mode in 3d world vanessa did you play 3d world I did play 3D World. Okay, yeah. So basically, take take uh, take those uh, Captain Toad levels and then just expand them out to a full game. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. I mean, I I loved that game. And like I said, my only complaint with that game was having to use the damn gamepad. If I did not have to use the gamepad, I would have just I would have like plowed through that game in like two or three days probably. I loved it, but mm-hmm. that gamepad just oh. always turned me off. What was their reason for making, or could you find a reason for making you use the gamepad, or they're just like we were making use the gamepad for no reason? Um, basically to like rotate the world, which you couldn't have just oh. like, uh, you know, hold down a trigger and you know then use the right analog stick to spin it. I mean, it could have just done that. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was it was a pretty arbitrary reason. Like literally, like I think I'm trying to remember. Like I think you just used like the touch screen to spin the world, and then it would spin on the TV screen. I'm like guys you could have literally just did this with like a a button prompt of some sort you know it's like yep. okay i think it was just a way of trying to make you use the gamepad so um mm-hmm. vanessa shall we skip you on this round then yeah you can skip me from here on okay. out <laughs> <laughs> okay frankie give me give me give me another recommendation here uh, i mean you know we can we can say mario kart and super smash brothers all day but you know well okay so this one might be a little uh, contentious for some people. Okay. I super loved Nintendo Land. If you have people okay. that, that you can play with, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, if you have people that you you can play in person with, preferably at least two other people, um, the more the merrier with with this game. Then it is a really fun game to pick up and just you know have a little party game with. Um, you know, the, the different modes of everything. It, I don't know. I had so much fun, you know, doing the whole um, haunted Luigi's Mansion thing, searching for the ghost um, or the more Zelda oriented one where, you know, you're going through uh, these little adventure worlds. And there's like secrets that you can collect in that game as well. That little mini game. There's all the different mini games. They're great to play, even if it's just, you know, one or two times of each Um uh, passing it around, uh, who's the special character. Um, it was just a really, really fun time that you could you could play it every single day. And, I mean, you, I guess you could get bored of it after a while, but I didn't find myself getting bored of it. It was so much fun when you have a, a nice group of people to play so, with. So. So, you, so you're saying you need to get 
friends in real life for this game. You do. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard for the rest of us. <laughs> it's it's very difficult. I mean, like now I I don't buy many party games because I live by myself, but um, and I don't have people over very often. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if if you are somebody that that does have people over and you have a Wii U, it's I think it's totally worth it. Hey, Fraggy, ask me who uh, who outside of you is the most recent person I've hung out with, uh, like in real life. Who would that be? Nobody. <laughs> the, when I went over to your apartment, like what was that, like two months ago? Yeah, something like that. That was the last time I went over or like I hung out with anybody else. <laughs> so gives you an idea yeah. of like uh, how antisocial I am sometimes. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Uh, right now, pretty much the only people I hang out with are for podcasting. So, <laughs> otherwise, it's all online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and most of the people I hang out with doing podcasts is online because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. With my new setup here, it it uh, makes it a little hard. You would literally have to be sitting uh, on my nightstand uh, against the wall, basically. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, sounds comfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terribly, terribly. I mean, even even me like leaning my chair to the left a little bit. So because I realized uh, my microphone was picking up a little bit of uh, you know the Mac uh, actually making you know computer noises as it was whirring around uh, uh, yeah. in the background, very very slightly. Probably I, I would bet nobody really noticed, but it was something I was noticing. So I moved it over to my nightstand, and so I'm sort of like leaning, looking at the looking at the computer's monitor and talking into it. But I'm like at a yeah, we'll say close to a 45 degree angle leaning towards the mic as I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. not terribly comfortable, but you know, in, in a pinch, <laughs> I could always just, you know, turn it anyway. Um, so my next recommendation here would actually be NES remix one and two. Ah, yes. Those just like real, like fun little kind of like WarioWare. I, I guess that's the best, best way I can describe it. It's like WarioWare micro game esque type things for just NES titles. And it actually made Kid, Kid, uh, Kid Icarus fun. <laughs> a feat in of itself. That is, that is one of those games that I think a ton of people had nostalgia for. And then they put it on a virtual console and made it available for you to play. And you're like, Oh man, this game actually wasn't that fun. I just remember putting that code in it uh, to do the last level where it just became a shoot 'em up basically. Yeah, um, right? that is my opinion. But yeah, uh, NES Remix is a cool little thing. Um, Venice, I'm going to go ahead and assume you haven't tried that one. No, I haven't. That sounds fun, though. I, yeah. I loved WarioWare. You should totally get this because it just basically like gives you like little goals to do in a bunch of NES games. So it's a lot of fun. And I think you can get both of them um, on the 3DS, too, if you wanted to do that. So. Yeah, I'll have to mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, Frankie, if you got one more, I think I've got one more here I can throw out there. Uh, I think, I think I'd have to say, uh, Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Yeah. This podcast I, is done. <laughs> what's that? I said this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am a fan of the Dynasty Warriors games, but I don't play them a whole lot because they do get very, very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, the skin on this one and the different attacks that they brought to it, um, it fit into the Zelda world, I think, really well. And actually being able to feel like your Link with this ridiculous sort of power that he should have and just mow through enemies made it felt feel so satisfying. Um it's also really cool that it's out on the 3DS, and there's actually extra content on there. And it, it runs I think, like shit on the 3DS. Does it really? Oh, yeah. that's sad. <laughs> Even um, on a new 3DS, apparently, I think chug like a mofo. Hmm. 
now, um, I believe it has come out on the Switch now. It is coming out on the Switch. It hasn't come out coming yet. out. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to have um, all the DLC from from both games. So basically, this is going to be the the definitive edition of this. I'm not spending sixty dollars on this game though. I probably am. <laughs> so I I had so much fun with it. Uh, I didn't really expect to because I hadn't played a Dynasty Warriors game for a while. Because like I said, I mean, it gets repetitive. You're kind of like okay. Um, but you know, if you just want to press YYA for a while, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, I think actually, uh, what's really fun about it is, uh, any multiplayer aspect, if you can play with somebody with it, it's kind of, it makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, the only problem is I think with the multiplayer thing, one, one of you has to be on the gamepad, right? Yeah. That's yeah. my problem. That was, I hate the that gamepad. That was... Oh, yeah, no. I mean, every time it would be like, okay, I'll take the GameCAD because, you know, nobody wanted to use it. And that yeah. was the only way I can convince anybody to use it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I reviewed that when it kind of came out and I was pretty harsh on it. I didn't enjoy it. I'm uh, I'm not a big Dynasty Warriors guy. Honestly, I don't play Dynasty Warriors. I play the, the spinoffs, like the Dragon Quest one was pretty good. The Fire Emblem one that just came out on the Switch was pretty good. And I played I played it three i think of the five gundam ones and i really like the way those feel mm-hmm. i did not like hyrule warriors at all like it just it turned me off so so bad i was just like <laughs> struggling getting through it i'm like hey let's take out the puzzle elements of zelda which are kind of interesting and the you know the the one-on-one precarious combat that link uh, goes through that actually makes combat interesting in zelda um yeah let's take that out and just make him uh you know a a, a, a death machine and it just for me, it just it it missed everything as far as like a point of Zelda, and it, yeah, it, no, it and it sort of just played like fanfic, which I wasn't expecting anything but because you mm-hmm. know when I played the Dynasty Warrior Gundam games, um, they all are just fanfic. I mean, you know, you've got uh, you know characters from Zeta and then fucking Unicorn, uh, you know, combining or meeting up with each other, and it's like you know these characters that have like no business communicating with each other whatsoever. It's like, oh hey, they, yeah. they actually talk and inter- interact with each other. It's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. This is kind of cool, though. But yeah, Hyrule War, I don't know. It just it, it was just very, like, ugh, for me for some reason, so. Yeah, no, and I can I can totally appreciate that. It's definitely not for everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Again, uh, part of me wasn't really expecting to, so yeah. All right, and I guess my last recommendation, and then I've got one more thing I want to ask you guys here. Um I guess it would be Earthbound. This was mm. the this was the first time Earthbound got a virtual console release. Like it did not get through on the uh, on the Wii, and like I think they had uh, put a banner up at at E3 a few years ago, and like the like my Twitter feed anyway just lost its shit that Earthbound was on the Wii U virtual console. <laughs> yep. So it eventually made its way over to the uh, new 3DS uh, virtual console as well, but I mean. And then it also put out, like, Earthbound Beginnings, which Earthbound Zero, or just Original Mother. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of cool. And then the the other uh, real quick little hit was uh, Harvest Moon 64. Uh, Natsume and Nintendo had been banging on working that game out for Virtual Console. They could not get it to run properly. Like, um, I'm friends with somebody who does uh, PR for Natsume, and she was telling me that they were just having a lot of issues with it crashing. Um, if you emulate 
Harvest Moon 64, there is a bunch of stuff in there that it will just break the game. Um, sometimes it will let you get, uh, much like Earthbound, I, I suppose, um, it will let you get to a certain point and it will just, like, crash the game, basically, and just destroy all your progress. So, yeah. Wow. It really sucked because, you know, Harvest Moon 64 is one of the better Harvest Moons, if not, I would say, the best, and hasn't been available since the 64, but now it's available on the Wii U, a console that only 13.5 million people have and God only knows how many of them actually still have it hooked up to their TV. I'm not one of them anymore. So, I mean, we're talking... Uh, Vanessa, is your Wii U still hooked up? It's on the shelf, but it's not hooked up. Okay, so Frankie, is yours hooked up? I'm the only one. I was going to say, son of a bitch, you are the only one. And and Vanessa is about halfway there where she doesn't have to dig it out of a box, at least like I do. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I said that for a reason. I haven't touched it since I put it there, but I said to myself... If you put it in the basement, it's gone forever. <laughs> yep. No, nope, that's a good idea. Yeah, you, you've you got a lot of stuff to go back and play with on that thing. So, because I, yeah, I, I should have, I should have been selling you that on that thing a little earlier. So I'll, I'll take part of the blame on that one, but. I know. And I also should have been like, I'm confused about what this new thing is. Let's ask Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question. And we'll wrap up this podcast, guys. Anything you were disappointed that you wanted to see come to the, uh, to the Wii U and just ended up not coming to fruition. Hmm. That's a tough one. D- uh, should I start? Probably. Okay. Po- a Pokemon snap game. Oh, God damn it. That mm. gamepad was perfect for that. Why the hell didn't this happen? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, that's, I, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. It's like, Hey, Hey guys, you've got this, thing that has motion control and a screen on it and this uh you know long dormant game that uh you know is on your virtual console and uh this is like this would be a perfect way to reboot it and oh you're gonna move on to the next system okay cool (laughs) that's disappointing yeah i feel like they maybe had something in the works i feel like honestly with this system they were listening a lot to feedback because they needed something to try to sell more. And, I mean, you saw things happen with the system that felt like they were trying to address people's concerns. And so I feel like that was something that that people clamored for a lot. And maybe the reason why it didn't happen is because by the time that they were probably starting to really look at it, it, they decided, all right, it's time to move on. Or Pokemon Go happened at that point, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Pokemon Go killed a Pokemon Snap Seagull, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm not gonna delete it off my phone. I'm, I still play it every fucking day. Uh, but <laughs> I'm still gonna be pissed. I'm gonna look at that app and like, you did this, you bastard. Ooh, look, a Pidgey. Okay. <laughs> right. Anything um, else you guys or could you guys come up, or did you guys come up with anything while it was uh, stalling out for you? The I'm. The, I'm Oh, sorry. Go no, you, you can go ahead, Vanessa. Mine, mine will be short because I'm just mostly disappointed that I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no expectations of the system. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my no, disappointment I mean, is the fact I, that you guys didn't market this thing better. Exactly. I've been playing it for years. <laughs> Seriously, I, that is, I think, their biggest pitfall is they just, they did so bad with marketing what it actually is. Yeah, the marketing and messaging behind this system was never, never good. Yeah, and and that's a real disappointment because I mean, I think us going through all this, there's so much good that has it's on this system. For all that it is bad, there's just as much good. I would say. Yeah, yeah. 
there's there there's few systems that um like I, I mentioned this, I think before we started recording, but like, it's one of those systems now that like, I keep like thinking, like, I kind of want to hook my Wii U back up. Like my, my 360, not really that concerned about it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because the Xbox one backwards compatibility thing is so extensive that most of my Xbox 360 games are backwards compatible and we'll work on that. Um, my PS3, it's just kind of like, Oh, you know, the PS3 was not my main console last, last generation. It was, it was the 360. Um, and so the library is a little thin there. And a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, was exclusive. I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that I'm like, oh, that was exclusive, and I can't play it on any other system. Like some of the games that I wanted to play on there, uh, you know, they they're they either have like Vita ports or they've been you know remastered onto the PS4. So it's like, okay, I don't really, you know, PS3 is a weird stopgap for me. Where if yeah. I man, I'm, I might get a lot of uh, flack for this, but man, if I was gonna pick between the PS3. And the Wii U as a secondary console, I'd, I'd go Wii U. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like maybe even like, like if I, if, if I had to get rid of one of those and I could never play the exclusives on those consoles again, um, I would get rid of the PS3. Like the PS3 would just like, I would just burn that from existence and keep my Wii U because <laughs> most of the stuff that's good on the, on the PS3 is also on PC and the 360 or even the Vita to a odder point. So it's true yeah it's weird i don't know i've i've i don't know if i i don't know if like i've really ever come across as a nintendo fanboy i love nintendo but boy am i critical of nintendo when they're doing nintendo um (laughs) yeah when when nintendo does them man i i'm like what the fuck are you doing you're you're doing yourself like you're 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 doing yourself all right and uh, yeah if you can get explicit with or you know expletive written as you can with that then that's kind of the way i feel about them sometimes but I really like, like I said, like I, I would think of like in the last couple of years, like I've thought about the Wii U as kind of like, oh, this console was a failure and didn't do very well. And then I go back and look at the library of the stuff that's on the Wii U and I'm like, man, it's actually a pretty goddamn good console with a lot of good games. Um, I'm hoping that they bring a lot of this stuff over to the to the Switch to give it a second chance at life. But yeah, me too. But man, at the same time, it would sort of like I, I, I want to say almost cheapen the memory of the Wii U, sort of the 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 Nintendo console that I think time is going to forget here. It's going to move off into this weird, like, I don't know, just ether of like, Oh yeah, that was a thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think the GameCube sort of had a lot of like, I don't know. I, it was quirky, I guess enough that people can look back at it. Like, man, this, this console was weird. And just, it was mm-hmm. like a lunchbox with a handle and a weird goddamn controller, you know? And the, well, so actually, this kind of leads into the, the thing that I wish they would have done. Um, so the big selling point of this console, I don't feel they capitalized on even, you know, even Nintendo themselves, like so many third party games didn't have you have the ability to play on just the screen, uh, just the tablet, just the gamepad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were plenty of Nintendo games where it was like, why can't I do that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why can't I just play on it? And it it seems like that should be primary. Every game should have been able to do that, and I think it would have helped. I mean, that's the number one complaint that I heard from people is if a game didn't support that, then it was it was just another frustration. Yeah. And I every game should have been able to do that. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they couldn't. I mean, the only thing I... Well, though, because even like Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, like you could do that and... 
you know, you just lost the second screen functionality, but you could always like, yeah, it's like pretty much, I think every Nintendo game you could play off screen. Um, oh, you know, I did just think of another game that um, you sort of had to, you got steamrolled into using the uh, the gamepad, like if you did uh, multiplayer, was a Pokemon tournament. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand like why I needed somebody to use that. I mean, that, that controller, that thing is not conducive to fighting games, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, you guys have anything else you want to add? Or I think we're about done here. You say farewell, Wii U. It's yep. been good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll go hook mine up and download some video games. <laughs> yeah, and now that we've uh, now that we've uh, kind of like like, hey, Vanessa, this is there, this is there. You're like, well, this is <laughs> now that I've wrote in my list of recommended games, I'm gonna go uh, buy Woolly World. <laughs> yeah, Woolly World, great. Uh, oh, yeah. And NES Remix, like for me, like NES Remix. I think I think those. I think that collections like 20 bucks like that's for me that's just a duh just make that happen and uh you can also get uh, let me see I, i've been trying to think like we virtual console stuff the last one that came out was rayman raven rabbits like last year i think but um like both mario galaxies are on there uh the Wii punch out is on there i'm trying to think mm-hmm. said metroid prime trilogy is on there and i can't think of anything else that's on there but yeah there's a lot of big just like oddball stuff that you wouldn't think would be on there and they're like hey let's just go ahead and put this out there it's cool um, you know, there's also like the oddball games out there, like Devil's Third, that was just terrible. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, they shut off like the online servers like within months, and then I remember seeing some people online like, "Hey, I bought a copy of this game, um, you know, because it's rare. They only got one printing, and now it's worth like a hundred dollars." And then they did a second printing of it, and it just diminished the value immediately. And I was like, <laughs> "Good, bad games should not have value like that just because they were low print runs." It just sorry. So, right. But anyway, uh, that'll, th- I think that'll wrap that up. So yeah. So, uh, recommendation here. If you, if you have a Wii U, hook it up sometime soon, just go back and give it a second look and just kind of think like, you know, console is pretty good. I, I was going to say pretty okay, but it's pretty good. And I'd go more on the good yeah. side than okay. And if you could find it on the, on the cheap, then, you know, check it out you know, weigh, weigh what it's, what it could be worth. Cause there's definitely some gold yeah. that you can find there. So yeah. It, uh, it ceased production in January of uh, 2017, so they are going to be a little harder to come by, especially since they didn't sell particularly well. So I think this is going to be one of those consoles yeah. that uh, I might pick up a second one eventually just to have in case. Because, like, you know, NES and Super NES, those things are a dime a dozen still. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, things going on there with that. So, Well, you know, what was funny with um, one of my uh, friends, he was considering uh, getting a Switch for Breath of the Wild. And, but he didn't have a Wii U either, so he was thinking, you know what, I'll just go and, you know, maybe get that instead. And the prices on them were very, very close to the price of a Switch at that time. <laughs> and made the same mistake I made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if the prices are still like that, but uh, I don't I don't know if I'd pay $300 for it, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit of a of a steep thing. Um, I don't know how much yeah, they're I'd going say, for these days. So I'd one, say one one sixty at GameStop. You can get one. Wow, that's oh, still good. Oh, one sixty. Yeah, I used a thirty two gig. Oh, that's for me. That's a duh. Go for that. That's soup. That's that's a good price. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would recommend that. Um, and get yourself a pro controller while you're at it, because man, that's a. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, like now that I know that I can use that on my uh, on my laptop, guess what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually yeah i think i might go buy myself a new pro controller now because uh, man that, that you said that like that that controller is just fantastic like oh god it's like i i the pro controller on the switch like I, it just it's too heavy i don't like it um 
the D-pad doesn't feel right. That there's that that D-pad on the uh, on the on the Wii Pro controller is just mwah, just perfect. I love it. Yep. So anyway, uh, tip oh, tip to anybody who is looking at doing that. Uh, the I guess it's pronounced Azio. It's A Z I O Bluetooth USB adapter. Uh, that is a Toshiba uh, Bluetooth adapter. So. Yeah, that might be the one that you want to get. Okay, I you can find it on Amazon. Cool. I will. You know, I will look that up. So, all right. Um, so I, I guess we'll just do the plug thing real quick here. Uh, our personal Twitters. You can follow me at Jason Ariola, Frankie, you are Frankie ten twenty nine, correct? Mm-hmm. And Vanessa, you are Vicarious Rock. Yep. All right. segment here because uh, Joe uh, was a little busy uh, couldn't, couldn't meet up with our schedule here but after talking about the Wii U for oh, a good hour and a half like I'm, I'm still down to talk more about the Wii U so uh, uh, you've been on the podcast before Joe we've done a couple game clubs with us so uh, I, yeah. I wanted to reach out and touch base with you because you're one of the few people I know that actually owned a Wii U and played the damn thing a bit so I thought like oh good, good, good excuse to get you on so um, basically like the short of what we did was sort of run down the uh, like the development cycle of the Wii and it's like what it or the Wii U up to its launch. Um, and I, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but like, I feel like a lot of the things that hurt the Wii U sales numbers wise was just the focus on the gamepad and just the, like the poor messaging of what the Wii U was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree about that. about that. I, I definitely agree. It, it felt kind of like a mixed message and, um, I don't know if you guys were talking about this, but, uh, I think you and I had, mentioned this before but it felt kind of like a prototype for things to come it didn't feel like a full system in some ways which which is kind of selling it short because it's it's a good system in its own right it's just it felt like they took a wii and then they added you know the game pad and that's it didn't feel like it was that much more powerful whether it was or not i, I think it was but it's kind of debatable it, it just kind of came off as a little bit more of the same, which the Wii itself kind of felt like a slightly powered up GameCube. Um, yeah, there was that joke that it was basically like two GameCubes duct taped together. So this, in, in this case, it'd be two GameCubes and a, uh, uh, I guess a Nintendo DS fat, you know, uh, well, not even a DS, but, you know, something like that taped together. But, uh, I thought it was good. I mean, there were a lot of good games on it, and there's still a lot of good games that make it worth owning. Mm-hmm. The problem is that when you have limited shelf space, you got to take some of the old systems and put them away, and that, that's kind of what happened with mine. Uh, I played you know, I played a fair number of games, but there's a lot of games I didn't really get to but really want to play uh, because I know that you know they're good games from you know word of mouth and just interesting stuff um unfortunately that list has kind of dwindled a little bit because a lot of those games have been uh, ported over to the 
switch. And I think the only ones that I can think of right now that, well, not the only ones, because you had stuff like Super Mario 3D, well, was it? World. 3D World, that's right. Um, which I played a little bit, but I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to on that. I really loved the original 3D Land. It's just fantastic. Uh, I kind of like 3D World, but um, there was, let's see, uh, Captain Toad. Um, yeah, that, that was one of the ones like I, I want that on the Switch so bad because, man, I, I loved that game. But I'm... Th- th- like this is something I mentioned before, but we hadn't talked about yet. Um, like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the gamepad. I just, I never liked the way it felt in my hands. Um, and I think the way I've described it before is it feels like the Tonka truck or like Tonka toy version of, of the <laughs> Switch. Like it's just this, like you know, kind of like like kid plastic feeling thing <laughs> around it, and just I, I just never liked the feel of it, and it just never like had the heft I suppose that I wanted to it. Like it's. I, yes. I really enjoy that it's light. I appreciate that. Um, and I kind of appreciate that more now that I like, I play the switch in bed and like, you know, if you like kind of hold it up with your wrists for long enough, you're my, yeah. I personally, like my wrists are getting a little tired holding it. Whereas like the, the game pad, I don't think it suffered from that problem because it was a little bit more like ergonomic, but, and it was a lot lighter, but it just, it never felt right in my hands, I suppose. I guess the other thing is like, uh, I guess to its credit, the uh, game pad, I've not, felt I never felt like I was going to break it in half like I have with the switch when you have docked or not docked but you know you have the uh things whatever they're called the tweeters you know hooked up to the oh the joy-con yeah yeah Yeah. joy-cons you know it feels like it feels like it's gonna snap and Nintendo's never really been all that good at attaching to independent things together (laughs) Yeah, um, that that is the thing I've always been concerned about with the Switch is it's like it's so thin and I'm glad that it's like, you know, thinner. But man, I I am constantly concerned that I'm going to accidentally like snap it in half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's worried me. Uh, I'm just paranoid because of the uh, if you remember the DS light, there was the issue with the um, the hinge on the screen that would snap. Uh, yeah. And I, I know that it kind of stopped doing it like in the later revisions but uh it was you know something i was always scared about and it feels kind of like that with the switch but with the it was such a weird design like you said it was just really unwieldy it felt really puffy like it got stung by a bee and swelled up because it (laughs) just it didn't feel like because it was super light like you said compared to the the actual like space that it took up so uh, but I mean, if it, it felt solid enough, it's just, the problem is that it didn't really feel as comfortable of a controller as it could have been. And, uh, I don't know that that was something I didn't always like using that. The other thing is, um, I just get pissed off cause, um, uh, you know, I'd lose the stylus whenever I needed it or something like that. It's like, Oh crap. I forgot to put that back in. I've got uh, a confession to make. I think I owned that thing for like two years before I realized it had a stylus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I, I was like, remember, man, this uh, is a pain in the ass. And I was like, what is this little clip? And I pulled out. I was like, there's a fucking stylus in this thing. Holy shit. No, <laughs> see, I, 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 would, I, I only knew about it cause I would, you know, do the, uh, you know, obscene drawings and stuff for things, but then, you know, I had to be careful, you know, not to get in trouble. Yeah. But, uh, Nintendo's watching your back. You know, yeah, exactly. You gotta, you know, and I guess I, it was, you know, partly my fault that they, uh, uh, you know, as far as the, you know, just bad words and drawings and things like that. But, uh, <laughs> You're the one to blame yeah. for all this shit on me verse, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> thankfully not the, not the really bad stuff. 
Um, yeah, all the, all the you know, weird, that, like, 9-11 conspiracy guys that seem to flock there for some reason. Man, I don't know what the <laughs> hell that was about. No, I just, I, I liked, uh, I, I would do the drawings of uh, Michael Vick because of the, you know, I, I started doing that with the Pokemon. Sorry, I'm going on a big tangent. But, like, when they, on the couple <laughs> DS games where they let you draw, um, yeah. you know, because of, you know, it basically being cockfighting, I, I drew pictures of Michael Vick or I drew pictures of, you know, a dog fight or something like that. And then, I, you know, that was about the extent of what I did. And then I, I was just like so heartbroken when I, I got the, well, the, I forget which one it was, uh, you know, and you couldn't do that anymore. It's like, why Nintendo? Why? But uh, so anyway, uh, let's see. But yeah, there's, there's a number of games that I really, I either started and didn't finish or, you know, just never got to start that I would like to get and, you know, play uh, sometime. But at this time, I just don't really feel like, uh, you know, having it sit out there and gather more dust. So I uh, packed mine up recently and, you know, just kind of make space for the switch and just, uh, you know, keep it in better condition, I guess. But uh, someday I'll probably take it out and I'd, I'd like to play catch up with a few of those games because like uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I got started into that, but then I don't know, just like I can't even remember what it was. But in, in most of these cases, there was something on PS4 or there's something on the 3DS or something like that that took precedence. And I ended up playing that instead. Yeah. And see, with the, I think with Tokyo Mirage Sessions with me, uh, the, the thing that actually stopped me from playing it was um, having to use the gamepad like a. Like battery life wise, I just, that that was my big, 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 big complaint with the gamepad was like that thing just this battery just seemed pathetic. And then you, you know, you throw that up against the pro controller, which you know it boasted that it had like eighty hours of battery life. And man, it wouldn't surprise me if it honestly you could get eighty hours out of that thing. But I was like, why why can't I use this? I'm, I'm playing an RPG. Seriously, I mean, what the ugh, okay? Exactly. Yeah, I just I, I thought that was kind of annoying to have to. Uh, it was kind of like a. And you still have that with a switch if you're playing in the handheld mode to some degree. I don't leave mine plugged in. I don't know. I could probably just get the adapter and do that. But uh, one thing is it, it just kind of felt like you had a chaperone. It's like, okay, well, uh, I'm out of battery now. you got to put me on the cradle. and then Yeah, you yeah, exactly. It's almost like your parents are like, okay, that's all you get to play for the day. I'm like, oh, come on, really? <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh, come on. It's like I'm an adult and, here. I've got kids. What the hell? <laughs> well, the other thing is I, I didn't feel like it lived up to its potential. Uh, kind of like this with a switch, at least you can take it anywhere and you can play it. Uh, one of the problems with the gamepad was that it was kind of rare for a game to allow you to actually play the whole game on the gamepad. Mostly it was acting as, you know, your inventory screen or map or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you couldn't just go, you know, go take a shit and play it, um, Monster Hunter or whatever on it. You you basically had to, you know, be in line of sight of the TV. Uh, one of the things I like to do is I will put on a movie or something like that when I'm playing a uh, game. And, you know, it'd be nice to be able to just, you know, flip channels or flip over to cable, turn on something and, you know, uh, be able to play game on the gamepad. And that's kind of what I like about the Switch that I think that the gamepad on the Wii U technically should have been able to do, but they didn't go ahead with that. So yeah. I mean, you could earthbound or whatever, you know, on the 
virtual console but that that was about it yeah that was um that was my big thing like as soon as like earthbound hit the 3ds or you know the new 3ds eShop, i was like oh thank god okay cool i can i don't have to be tethered to my tv to play this because i mean it's a 25 40 hour rpg and i'm like i i i don't know that i really have the time to sit down and do that anymore in front of the tv but like for the 3ds it's a good fit but occasionally it's like like you said i i would like to pop it on the tv and use the use you know use my sound system you know have it on the big screen but just that, you know, just complete fluidness of the switch going from, you know, dock mode to uh, handheld mode. It's just like, oh, this is great. I mean, literally, it's like there's like half a second delay between the two. It's like, oh, this is fucking perfect. Yeah, I uh, actually the main thing I have is uh, detaching the Joy-Cons. That's like kind of a pain in the ass if you're going between the two. But other than that, it's it's perfect. I like it. Um, the See, I got a, I got yeah. a Pro Controller and then uh, I've got another... Instead of Joy-Con, oh, yeah, because right. as, as, as soon as they came out with the uh, those uh, bright yellow ones, I, I bought those. I, I don't know why. As I've gotten older, I've got I've kind of grown an affinity for bright yellow. I have no idea why. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Overall, it uh, it just kind of felt like they. I don't know that they had their whole heart into it. It just it really did feel like they were using it either to get information for the switch, or they were just they didn't know where they were going or something. It didn't feel like they had a clear vision for it. They never really had a reason for you to actually have to use the uh, gamepad. Like there's, I mean, you could use it for the gyro stuff, but there's, you know, you could use the regular Wii controller for that. There really wasn't anything that necessitated that you had to have it. It wasn't something that was integral to the system. And it just, I mean, you know, you had some games that were using it as a second screen and that's cool and all. But again, it's, it's something that they could have, uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel like there was really ever a, a strong reason for it in its current form. Yeah. They, they never had that killer app for it. Right. Exactly. And they just, you know, cause there were some games where they, they did actually make good use of the motion. I mean, it, you know, the waggle in the Wii U, I'm sorry, on the Wii um, I guess the closest thing would be maybe the motion controls on Splatoon. But again, you know, you could have done that with, a, uh, you know, the Wiimote or something. It just didn't really feel like they had, you know, the strongest of motivations to have it there. It just kind of felt like, well, this is, this is your system. So, yeah, it, it was weird. It was like this. It's like they had this like concept and just couldn't figure out what to do with it. And I mean, honestly, like looking back at it, like I. I don't know that I could have ever figured out anything better to do with it than what they did. I mean, like, even some of the games that required you to use the gamepad, uh, like uh, Captain Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, it was completely arbitrary. Like, I, if I'm remembering right, the only thing you did with the uh, with the gamepad was actually just, like, you had to use the touchscreen to rotate it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so I couldn't have just held down, like, ZL and then used the right analog stick or something like that to do that? I mean, just to... I, it just seemed like such a weird like thing that just like to tether me to the gamepad. And I'm like, I understand they were trying to get you to use the gamepad more, but it's like, I mean, if that's not my mode of preference, like that's what stopped me from finishing the game was like, I would have to use the gamepad. And it's like, you know, when I, when I sit down and play, like I will play sometimes for like, you know, two, four hours, but that is with my kids, you know, not bothering me, but you know, wanting something from me every like 15 minutes, like, okay, so I got to get up and put this down, get up and put this down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Put this down where, you know, the switch I can put in sleep mode and it'll save some of the battery. It's like the gamepad is just like, well, it's just sitting there running. And then by the time I get back to it, it's like, well, I played this game for about 30 minutes in the three and a half hours I've had it going and the battery's <laughs> dead now. Cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's, that's actually something I'm a little scared about is, you know, okay. You had a lot riding on that gamepad 
And the thing is, like, if the battery goes bad in the future, it's going to be unusable. That's the thing. And yeah, just things like that. There, it's. Well, I think you can replace the battery. It's the. Oh, uh, it, okay. It's a screen because there's there there is a um there's a, like a a. I think in Japan they yeah because uh, Jose Otero formerly of uh of you know one up IGN and now he's over at uh he actually works for Nintendo he he bought one and it, it extends the life of the battery it's like it it you know makes it or make it makes it last longer but it's that screen when that goes like that's the end yeah. for some of those games like that's it uh, these games are now junk to you unless you get another gamepad and you know um uh, one of the things we had talked about was like sales figures and there was thirteen and a half million of these things sold and you know they're getting harder and harder to find new so it's a little worrisome that like this might be like the Nintendo system that they need to figure out a way, not, not, not like huge hurry, but like this thing needs to like emulate or emulation is going to be what might help save this yeah. thing. And, and, you know, further down the road, because eventually some of these things are going to be unplayable because, you know, every switch or switch see, I can't even talk about the Wii U without a, no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, eventually all those gamepad screens are going to die out and they're just not going to be replaceable. And it's like, Oh, great. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I kind of wonder if there's anything like, I don't know if they have a stock of you know, replacement ones or I, I don't know. It would be nice if maybe people were able to come up with, uh, you know, kind of a third party alternative or something like that. Because, you know, there's, you know, you have unofficial third party uh, replacement screens for older handhelds. It'd be nice if they, you know, people could find a solution for that so that you could you know, replace it without having to buy a brand new one or p- take parts from a broken one. So yeah, I do wonder if that's something that'll pop up like a cottage industry of sorts of like, yeah, ways to fix the gamepad. I mean, I, I hope so because I mean, you know, I, we had talked about this and I, you know, you think about it and technically it's probably like, you know, Nintendo's outside of, I mean, if you want to count the virtual boy, it's not, but um, discounting the virtual boy, it might be like Nintendo's biggest like flop of a system but there's still like a lot of like great games on this system that I mean, you know, might might not come to the Switch. I mean, it, if they come to the Switch, then sure, like you said, there's it, it's kind of sad then there's like there's like almost no reason to ever own this thing again. But I mean, there's like right now, I mean, there's I could I could think of like ten games on there that are not on the not on the Switch, not on the 3DS that or are on the 3DS but in a, in a diminished form. And it's like this is a great system. It just it did not do well as far as sales goes and then it's going up against you know sales numbers wise of the you know the second biggest selling console of all time with the wii so it's like okay well you know yeah of course 13 half million doesn't sound that impressive when compared to whatever the the you know the wii sold and then you know the fact that the switch has already surpassed it in less than a year it's like that's you know i mean it's good that they're that they're on track for that but at the same time it's like i mean that does not make the wii U look like uh look like a good thing but i mean you know well yeah but. You know that that's a really good point, though. You just brought up uh, one of the problems is it it's kind of like being the son of a famous you know actor or somebody that's done something major, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of what happened to the Wii U because basically it was following up on what was ostensibly one of the best selling you know uh, boundary breaking systems because you had like old people buying them. You had uh, the Wii was bought by just about everybody. It was. Uh, it was such an almost ubiquitous thing that I, I'm not sure like which sold, I'm sure the NES probably sold more, but the Wii U, I'm sorry, the original Wii sold a ton. That's what I remember. Yeah. Like if, if I'm remembering right and I, you know, I'm going off a, a Wikipedia article of like the, let me see, um, like million selling consoles or whatever. Um, like 
I, I think the PS2 is still number one, but I think the Wii is actually this is number two right behind it. Here, I'll, I'll pull up the uh, pull up the thing right now. Let's see. Oh no, the DS is actually number two. Just oh wow. Okay. Um, let's see. The Wii is one, two, three, four, five. Number five at one hundred and one million. Huh. I could have sworn it was anyway. It, it did really well though. That yeah. it really did well. But the problem is that the Wii U had a you know a lot of uh, stuff to live up to and it you know it didn't really i guess a lot of it felt like stuff that you probably could have done on the wii without the screen you just had to you know they they could have found ways around it and yeah, I mean, it they just, could have just called it they could have just done that done this and just made it the wii hd basically yeah exactly so it, it just kind of didn't feel like a uh a lot of necessary improvements or changes it didn't feel like as big of a, a step as you had, I guess, you know, between the N64 and the GameCube or the GameCube and the Wii or, you know, the Wii U and the Switch. It just there wasn't like a huge order. Uh, there wasn't a huge order of magnitude change in what was being offered by it. And that was kind of the problem. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I totally see that. Um, like I said it earlier in the show, and then you you know, you know and I talked about it off the air, and you mentioned it, like, stopgap. This console felt like a stopgap. Yeah. It was in a yeah. weird place of being between the 360 and PS3 and the Xbox One and the PS4 generations. And right. It sort of suffered for that. I mean, uh, uh, based on what I've heard, it's more powerful technically than the 360 and the PS3, but I mean you know, nobody really developed for it outside of Nintendo and right. it never really got a chance to show that. So it's like, well, I mean, how true is that? And if only one developer really took advantage of that, you know, does it matter? I mean, I, I, I think the Wii proved, you know, power really doesn't matter in the long run. I mean, I think, uh, I think if you look back at it, like the PS2 is technically the weakest of that generation and, you know, it's the number one or yeah, number one selling console of all time with over 155 million. And, you know, the, the GameCube was more powerful, the Xbox was more powerful, and it ran circles around both of those as far as how many games it put out for it. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to, you know, what uh, the developers are willing to uh, do for it. Because, you know, you had some games, um, I'm sorry to change topics to PS2, but I mean, if you looked at, like, some of the stuff on the Xbox, Xbox was, like, ultra-powerful. And a lot of times, like we, when you had a choice between the Xbox and the PS2 for like multi-platform games, you know, there's no choice. Uh, you went with the three, I'm sorry, the Xbox one, because uh, you'd have lesser, lesser loading times. You could, you know, there was a bunch of things, but then yeah, potential online play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like, for instance, I, I think the biggest example I can think of is Max Payne. It was unplayable on the PS2. It was crap. It was so terrible because the load times were terrible. The, um, you know, if you died, like if you got a really bad part, uh, you couldn't just do a save mid mission or anything like that. You would have these checkpoints. Sometimes it would just be really difficult to deal with. And then, you know, you die and then it'd be, you know, loading forever. And then, you know, whereas with the Xbox one, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to save before this boss that was really annoying. And then, you know, go ahead with it. Um, but then there were some games that were just developed, you know, like if you had uh, something like, oh, I forget what it was. I just remember looking at like Fable and then looking at what they did with uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. And it was just like no, no comparison. I mean, it looked fantastic on Metal Gear and Fable looked like shit by comparison. It just kind of felt like 
there was if you were dedicated enough, if you had the right team on something, you could work miracles with the PS2. And and same goes with like the other systems, like with the Wii. I mean, there was a lot that was pulled off with that. Uh, and I, I think that uh, to back to your original point, though, if uh, Nintendo or some of the other companies would have maybe, well, I hate to say tried harder, but if they would have pushed the boundaries a little bit more, uh, they may have been able to, you know, pull off something really, you know, dazzling and it might have drawn more interest to the system. But the problem is a lot of the games, you know, for better or for worse, looked like Wii games. Um, they were a little nicer looking maybe, but it, it wasn't a major jump up in the graphics department, which I mean, you know, it shouldn't be important, but at the same time, uh, it, it is, it, you know, that's it, a big selling yeah. point for people. It, it looked uh, dated compared to, you know, even and like you said, that was actually uh, they released it at a terrible time. It was right. Was it right before or right after they they did the Xbox one and the um, uh, the PS4? It was I. Let me see. Let me check the original release date here because it was. I'm old, so I can't remember this stuff anymore. But oh, that's all. That, that's that's <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you, man. That's why I'm looking it up and I have it written down. Um, the yeah, it was it was a year before those systems launched that it came out. Okay. So if it was like two years, maybe it may have had some time to get some traction. But it's like as soon as you come out, and then you know a few months later, you know Microsoft and Sony are coming out saying, "Hey, we're bringing the next thing." It's like, oh shit shit great yeah this close to it it just immediately stole the wii u's thunder and it had to completely rely on nintendo properties to sell the system right and um one thing i mentioned on the uh, you know on, on, the, on the previous segment was that the top 15 selling games for the wii u were all either developed by nintendo or they were nintendo properties yeah i'm trying to think uh i'm trying to think back was there really anything that was published by other co- i can't think of anything that was published by other companies um, that I own on the Wii U. It was all stuff that was either published by Nintendo, but developed by somebody else, or it was a Nintendo game. And that's kind of sad. That's not good. Uh, they And they never really had a strong um, third-party development on that one. Nowhere near what happened with the Wii. And a lot of that stuff, like they announced it. I remember they announced certain games, and then it just started falling off. They stopped doing the development, I guess, on you know, third party games. And, uh, mostly it was just, okay, well, here's this, uh, paired back port of a, uh, you know, a PS three game, you know, or something like that. You know, they had like, uh, I'm trying to think of some examples, but, uh, it was usually just, they would have an old game that you know was like one or two years old and they ported it to the, you know, Wii U for some reason, like, uh, yeah. Tech Mass Pack, three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I don't know, I mean, and then, but oddly, like, I, if I'm remembering right, I could be wrong on this, um, but, like, I think Deus Ex Human Revolution actually got that, whatever it was, like, the definitive edition equivalent of it came on the Wii U first, and then eventually that edition ended up making it to um, PC, the 360, and the PS3, and I think they used the gamepad in, in some way that was cool, but I don't remember, and that's the thing, it's like, there was... I felt so little like desire to go back to it and as stupid as this sounds um, and even, even playing it on the switch right now, I'm feeling that, or I'm I'm sort of feeling this, but like the, I I don't collect or go after achievements and trophies like I used to, but it helps kind of motivate you to keep moving forward sometimes a little bit. You just, okay. You hit the nail on the head with me because I, 
I don't know why, but like all, if there's a choice, and I'm still kind of noticing this, that if I have a choice between the the Switch and the PS4, I'm probably going to get the PS4 version just because of yeah. the trophies and, you know, just kind of. Uh, now, if it's something else, though, like if it's something that I think, well, I'm going to go, you know, I, I'd like to take this on the go. I'd like to be able to play this while traveling. Then I'll get the, the Switch version or something. But more often than not, you know, if it's a, a game that you're basically going to be playing in front of the TV, it's going to end up, uh, you know, I'm probably going to go with that. But, and that's one thing I think Nintendo really does need to do something like that, but they probably won't. They, they probably just, you know, at this point it'd be kind of too little too late, I suppose. But that's one thing I always wondered why they never did that aside from, you know, the usual Nintendo thing of, we want to be completely different and <laughs> yeah. Nintendo doing Nintendo basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's yeah, worked for um, them, but you know, it's at the same time, I think it also kind of limits them because they don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, sometimes they think outside the box too much. Sometimes they don't think outside the box enough there. It just kind of feels like they, they, they either really, uh, you know, on top of things or, Sometimes they, you know, are behind the curve or sometimes they go off into la la land and, you know, do something that nobody asked for, wanted or, you know, <laughs> even likes. So it's kind of like and and I guess at the same time, it's like, well, if you don't have experimentation like that, then you're just going to basically have the same stuff over and over again. So that I, I guess I can respect that that aspect. But sometimes it's like, OK. Uh, you know, you should know without having to do an experiment that, you know, pouring acid all over your face is a bad idea, but Nintendo would do it anyway. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've never done that, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to feel great. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and go with my gut on that one. So. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, you, you know what? Uh, uh, we actually don't give a shit. Uh, here's some acid, but, you know? Yep. So it's like, <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do some really oddball stuff. Um, you know, I was just looking at the, uh, the list of, uh, physical, uh, Wii U games I still own, and only two of them are not Nintendo in one way, shape, or form, and that's uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying this. So Rodea the Sky the Sky Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. And Those I actually the, never the played. Only two it. I have. <laughs> and I heard what is it? It's the the original Wii version is supposed to be the the good one. Yeah, was it Yuji Naka that developed that? Yeah. Yeah, they said, um, when it came out, I think he tweeted, um, you know, Rodeo the Sky Soldier is is out now for the Wii, for the Wii U, and we or, or with you know, including the Wii version. Uh, please play the Wii version. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, that kind of puts it in my head which uh, which version I should be playing there, buddy. <laughs> so. Well, you know, they had some uh, that and uh, Bayonetta. There, there were a couple of instances where there was a definitive version you wanted to buy where they had an extra version of a game included and then subsequent printings didn't have it. Like for instance, the first printing of uh, Bayonetta two had the, the disc version of Bayonetta one and then mm -hmm. they left it out of the reprints. And I'm kind of wondering if that's going to, well, I don't know the, uh, but that was something, well, I'm trying to think if that's yeah, anyway, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But all in all, I, I mean, I liked the, the system. There was some good stuff on it. I just didn't really feel motivated enough to play it to where I would say it was a classic or, you know, and I think that I wouldn't be surprised if other people felt the same way where it was just like, you know, 
I had the choice between playing it here, you know, on the Wii U or playing it on the, well, actually, no, no, that's, that's, that's not true. Say, yeah, I was going to say, say that. That, that crossover is pretty small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, but, um, th- I guess in my case, like I'm, I'm pretty sure I was playing metal gear solid five at the same time that, uh, Tokyo Mirage sessions came out. And then by that time, like, you know, enough time had passed, something else had come out and I just didn't get back to it, for instance. And that seemed to happen with a lot of games. I, it was just like bad timing, I think. And I just, I guess I, my priorities were on other systems and other games. So I just didn't really, um, didn't use it as much as I probably could have. So, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's this great little system that just is kind of going to be, I don't know, lost, not lost to history, but it just seems like unless a lot of these games go to the switch, um, a lot of these like great titles are just going to kind of languish on, uh, I want to say like maybe Nintendo's worst selling console ever. It's, it, it's kind of, I don't know. It's not sad, but at the same time, like I said, it's, I, I mentioned this in the other segment, the list of consoles that have existed over the years and how many of them have actually sold more than a million is, you know, not insubstantial, but then there's the list of consoles that have so- sold more than 10 million. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the Wii U has made it that far, like I said, I don't feel like it's a failure. I, I, it certainly wasn't the rousing success that it should have been or that it could have been, you know, rather, but it's just, it, it gets this bad reputation of, of being just this like, you know, near company sinking abysmal failure. And I, I don't think that's a fair assessment of it. it it's, it's got a lot of great games on it. Oh, and it's I'm, just a matter I'm, of, you know, 13 and a half million people bought it. And when, like I said, you're coming off a hundred and what did I say? A hundred and 101 million off the previous one. Yeah. That, 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 like you said, that's, that's a, that is a tough number to live up to. Yeah. I think it's just that, well, it's kind of like when something doesn't sell, you know, sell, a million copies, it's deemed a failure these days. And that's the problem. People set their expectations too high uh, as far as what. And I guess part of it's because, you know, game development has gotten so expensive that if you don't sell that much, you're screwed. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. I think a lot of it's just that people are way too... uh, They're way too critical. Black or white. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's definitely a a problem with our society. Same goes with movies. Well, and other things, but I won't go into those. Uh, (laughs) But it's just people are, you know, like if something isn't a complete blockbuster when it comes out, then it's a failure. And it's that's that's not the way you should be looking at things. It's just that's a really sad and kind of limiting way to look at things. But it's uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, hopefully, and and I think that this is probably going to, I, I was talking to somebody on uh, Twitter and they were saying they compared it kind of to the Sega CD where it had some good games on it. It had a really bad, uh, well, I, I don't know if I would compare it to the Sega CD because I was going to say for me, that's, 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 that's too harsh of a comparison. I, I, I would maybe compare it more to the Dreamcast in a sense. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good one. Although the Dreamcast had better, uh, third party support still. So yeah, for sure. But, uh, I just, I just can't think of like more than like five games for the Sega CD that I'd ever want to play again off the top of my head. You know, Oh, well, there's plenty for me, but yeah, it's, I, I, I kind of like it. A lot of them were, there was a lot of really good RPGs on that and, and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it, it didn't really, 
I actually bought one at launch. I still have it. It's it's broken though. I've got to look into what's going on with that. Uh, and I'm glad I got it because you know I got to play some games that you know ended up becoming like you know kind of a internet famous type thing like Snatcher and stuff. Like people didn't give a shit when it came out because nobody has Sega CD. Um, but now you know that's you know it's pretty highly regarded. But uh, yeah, I, and I could kind of see some of the stuff becoming you know uh talked about or uh i guess getting a second wind down the line but especially like on on this case like you were saying about the hardware that could be really scary down the line because basically people you know are going to be hunting to get these games that there weren't that many sold and then you know by comparison and you have a very finite lifespan type uh you know hardware uh that you know, could potentially break forever and then dwindling supplies of that, that could get really ugly. It's- yeah. And then like we talked about before with uh, like Xbox live arcade and then like all the PS3 PSN stuff eventually that goes away. Um, you know, yeah, you've got like, I've got all of my like downloaded stuff tied to that Wii U. Um, you know what? And if I buy another, if I need to buy another Wii U, I can transfer the stuff over or whatever with my account. Um, what happens when that service goes away? Like, that stuff yeah. is all that stuff is potentially just gone. And I mean, hopefully by then the, you know, the, um, whatchamacallit, um, the emulations enough that it, you can, you can salvage it. But, um, you know, with, um, like the, Wii, the the original Wii's, um, shop getting, you know, more or less effectively shut down at this point. Um, you know, it's like, oh, there's a lot of WiiWare games that are just gone for good. Like you cannot buy them anymore. I mean, they're right. there, you can look at them, but you can't do a damn thing with them. So it's just like this weird thing of, you know, you know, all hail our digital future, but at the same time, I, I, I'm scared of our all digital future, you know? Well, yeah, that's one thing I didn't like about it that, uh, well, there was also like a lack of crossover. I, I felt that that was a major failure that they basically separated things on the Wii from Wii U as far as the digital stuff went, the shop and things. And that's something that, well, to be fair, uh, there's not, not everything is cross platform play like on uh the playstation or uh xbox systems but Mm -hmm. same time they're a lot better about it like for instance in most cases if you bought something on ps3 uh, or ps4 and there's a vita version usually get to play all of them you know as part of package Uh, with this you're buying super mario you know 15 times you're buying it every system and I, I'm sure people are going to keep buying for it, but you know, I'm not, I mean, it's, it's like, okay, you know, there's, there's a point where you can only pay so much, you know, for one game, you know, rebuying it. It's, it's just kind of, it's annoying. And they never, there's a lot of little things like that or functional internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're still working the kinks out on that thing. but <laughs> Oh man. And then, you know, now they're going to charge for it. At least they had the decency to not charge you for their non-functional <laughs> yeah. internet yeah, service. But well, it's like hopping in somebody's car that's not a great driver. But hey, it's free. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. But now they're like, well, we're we're going to charge you for it eventually. But it's it's not going to really be any better. So sorry. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they. I don't know. But yeah, as far as the digital stuff, I really didn't use too much. I redeemed some of the stuff that I got from uh, like Club Nintendo. There was like a couple free games because like I bought one 
or bought a couple games and stuff. And then it was like, if you bought like one or two games, you could get a free digital game or something like that. So it's like, that was, okay. uh, I'm trying to, let me see if I can find the note for, I know Wind uh, Waker Nin- was one of them. Nintendo's network premium, uh, service was, I think that program, like the only reason, like I knew it existed after I signed up for it. Like I remembered it existed and it did anything like that was I, you know, I, I saw like, my news feeds like, Oh, Hey, this is getting shut down in a month. I'm like, wait, 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 what? And I go and I look and it's like, I've got all this credit and like these, a few free games that I could download. I was like, Oh shit. Are you kidding me? Cool. <laughs> Cause that service got cut off. I think like two years into the system's life. And it was like, Oh, well that's unfortunate. It was actually a nice like rewards program for buying stuff. Cause uh, you know, I, I, People who listen to this podcast know, and you probably know too, like, I I, I tend to buy video games rather frivolously. Like, you know, it's like, I'll just buy them, and then, like, you know, I know 90% of them I'm probably not going to get around to. But, you know, it's just like, hey, support the industry you love, I guess. I don't know. I just, I feel, whatever, that's my own problem. I'm not going to try to work that out here. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's just this thing of... Um, like I said, all these digital purchases that like could just go away someday. I mean, there there are games on that um, on the eShop that never came out anywhere else. Um, there's this game called Ice Cream Surfers, I think, and yeah. it's just like this side-scrolling shoot 'em up, and it's it's cute and it's a little harder than you'd think. But I it, I haven't seen it anywhere else. Like it's not on Steam, it's not on GOG. I'm like it's 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 a Wii U thing, and it's a it's like a lot of those uh 32-bit uh, iOS games that are just gone for good if you if you updated your phone to iOS 11 they're just gone it's like oh okay that's swell oh, oh crap oh yeah that that is kind of scary cuz i've got a bunch of well i've got some older i guess maybe i should hang on to those old phones uh cuz there was like uh i've i have noticed that there's certain um games that well that and games that uh required verification or something from the server for instance um one yeah. of the things, like, for instance, uh, there were a couple games that they made for the, you know, when when Namco was doing the Shifty Look program that uh, kind of failed miserably, there was some games that they made on that specifically uh, for things, but they required a server. So now, like, they're gone for good. You can't get them. They're gone. And it's it's just sad, like, that these kind of things can happen. And I definitely see this happening with... Um, you know, anything involved with the Wii, Wii U, um, because of, you know, in part due to the restrictive nature of, um, just how they, they did things. Now I do know a lot of people have pirated, uh, because of the way that the Wii was, a lot of people were able to pirate, uh, WiiWare games and, uh, virtual console stuff. So it's kind of ironic that, you know, pirates are doing more for preservation than, yeah, Nintendo is. So, yeah, and what's kind of sad is like Nintendo's like the best at keeping their legacy out there, but at the same time, like they they tie it so arbitrarily to a certain platform that once that platform goes, it's like, well, okay, that's it, that's the end. It's like, well, I I, I mentioned this a few times before, and I mentioned it on the on the first segment of the show, but I had probably spent like two thousand dollars on my on like digital downloads on the on the Wii, and my Wii took a dump. And it that it's just gone. All that stuff is just gone. Oh, jeez. I'm like, great. So now that there's like something to tie an account to, I'm a little, you know, I'm 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 less hesitant than I was after that happened. But it's just like it, it's kind of horrifying because I'm like, oh my god, that just it's gone. Like, uh, I don't know how many virtual console games are just gone. Like, you know, I had like ease or you know the ease book one and two for uh, the, the you know the PC the PC CD version of it and. 
that you know, I, I the that version of it I bought is gone. Um, I ended up buying a Rondo of Blood again on on the Wii U, just running the the Wii uh, mode or whatever on it because I was like, that's a game I want, and you know, I just. I, I, another thing I mentioned too is that pro controller, like that D pad on that pro controller is just like, just great. I love it. It's kind of might be my favorite controller in the last few years. Like I, I've been using the Xbox one controller a lot for uh, stuff when I use it for emulation. But now that I found out that uh, Frankie, the, one of the guys that was on the previous segment told me how to uh, use a pro controller to, to play on a PC. I'm like, Oh, I think I'm going to do that now. <laughs> Cause that, I mean the battery life on that thing and just the, just the, like I said, the, the great D-pad on it and all the buttons and the triggers feel good uh, to me. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to do that. Like, I, I like the clicky button thing on the Xbox One, but that D-pad is still not up to snuff as for what I'd like. But yeah, anyway. Um, so let's kind of like wrap up here with like, uh, what are what were some of your favorite things on the Wii U? Like favorite games, favorite just uh, features perhaps too, if you can think of any. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel terrible saying this, but it's like, well, not, not too much. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I disliked it. It's just, it, I wouldn't say that it was really, I, I did like that they kept the backwards compatibility with the Wii. Uh, you could, now it was kind of awkward how you had to switch modes and stuff like that. But I did like the fact that you were able to actually go back and, you know, use the, uh, the Wii stuff. Um, that was one thing I really liked that you basically had, you know, several generations worth of being able to, uh, use the same games on the same system. I, I did like that. Uh, that's something that is kind of dying out in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks Sony. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the one thing I'm maddest about it, Sony. So that was definitely a, a major strength I felt. And, uh, the gamepad itself was not. It wasn't a bad controller, but at the same time, it was kind of, it was a little unwieldy, things like that. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I guess, uh, it was mostly, I guess the things that I liked had to do with the actual games themselves because there really wasn't, I wouldn't say the hardware or the way that they, they handled, you know, the actual system, the way it played or anything, you know, it, it wasn't really that much different or, you know, approved over what they had for the, the original Wii. But, you know, if you had good games, and it did, they they had some uh, good games on it and they were enjoyable to play. So I think that was probably the other strength is that, you know, you did have some good quality games, possibly not as much as they could have had, because uh, I think I really do think Nintendo held back on it because there's you know you just didn't have as many titles developed for it as you did on some other you know, previous iterations, like even the GameCube, I mean, the GameCube actually had more like, uh, entries for like main system, you know, titles than the Wii U did. I'm trying to think, uh, most of the, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Anyway, I'm kind of, you know, honestly, like, uh, like I, I might actually disagree with you on that. I think the, like the amount of games that were on that thing, like it, it did a surprising amount of, like Nintendo like related stuff. I mean, you got to think there was, um, if you include, uh, you know, su- uh, Super Mario or su- yeah, Super Luigi, uh, yeah, Wii U on there. There's technically like three Mario games on there. Um, sure, two of them were ports, but you had two or three Zelda games on there. Um, you had Captain Toad. Yeah, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World was on there. 
Um, you had a uh, you know a great version of Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers with you know all 640 characters and uh, you know 400 and 490 of them were uh, Fire Emblem characters for some ungodly reason. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like uh, you know I, I like Fire Emblem, but I was like, man, do we really need to fill up half the roster with Fire Emblem characters? Yeah, well, they're they're kind of doing that with you know Fire Emblem in general. They're going to beat that to death. But yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm mis- I'm definitely misremembering. Uh, sorry, I kind of began. Um, oh, you're fine. And then there was NES remakes, like one and two. Like that was a. Oh yeah, those were thing. yeah, those were good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Nintendo did a good job. It's just I think the I I, I think maybe um, the problem was like it was just Nintendo doing this stuff, and it it felt like Nintendo was like all hands on deck trying to get stuff out there. But you know the development cycle on HD games, they kind of were. I don't know. I don't want to say surprised, but they seemed surprised at how hard it was to make HD games versus the Wii, and that's why we didn't see as much output as they may have liked. So. Well, you know th- that is a really good point. And then I guess from that standpoint, yeah, they they did pretty good uh, as far as uh, being able to turn things around, uh, especially considering that they were doing most of the publishing, they were doing most of the development on that system so you know since they didn't really have the third party support that uh the wii u did i'm sorry the original wii or the other systems i think the problem is it's just i guess the biggest weakness of the wii u is that there's this uh i don't know it just kind of gives you the appearance of it being less than it actually is you know that is a very good way of putting it yeah because like even if you like walked into gamestop the the wall of wii u games even at its um peak if it ever had one it was so diminutive compared to the other ones and it was just like you, you know you'd have like a shelf or two uh wide of of games and then in, you know you'd literally be looking it's like okay well here's the 360 games and we have them all turned sideways because the, we have so many of the damn things you know it's like and then you look at the wii u and it's like hey look at all of the games we have there's as many games here as there's copies of madden 15 or you know 2013 for the 360 yeah, it's just they. Yeah, so I, I think, and you know, like that misconception I just had earlier that you know there really weren't that many. And it's like, yeah, I, I think the the thing is that they just, uh, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. No, um, they really, I don't know, they just didn't. I don't think they pushed hard enough. So I think that basically, it it made it seem kind of. Like that stopgap, like we were talking about, it made it seem like it was a little weaker than it was, and that's why I guess it's it was kind of surprising to see the switch do as well as it did, uh, and be re- as well received because you know you're kind of used to seeing Nintendo, you know, being kind of meek and not really because like uh, I don't know they don't seem to do well getting out of the gate lately. Yeah, and, like oh, the three DS kind of stumbled a bit when it yeah. first got out, just because of that price point. Oh yeah, they, you know, the the thing is, uh, actually, Switch did really well uh, at the beginning, and you know, I don't know, it was just kind of, I guess it was a little more shocking because it's like, wow, they have a ton of games coming out, and you know, this was after, you know, you had you had a fair amount of games coming out, but it wasn't a steady stream, and you had next to no games coming out from other developers so it was kind of shocking so i think that kind of added to the image that the uh wii was not performing as well as it could have so it's just uh hopefully it'll catch on and hopefully it doesn't get obliterated but like you said at the same time hopefully uh there will 
I don't know. The, these games don't die on the system, uh, especially when it looks like it's, you know, going to be, you know, becoming harder and harder to find. Yeah, that's, yeah, like I said, that's, that, that, that's my big concern. I mean, I'm not huge on like game preservation because I don't know how to do all that stuff, but like, you know, I, I keep a lot of my games. Like I still have, I don't know, probably like 20, 25 original Xbox games just because that's, there were, there were that many of those games that like I appreciated and I want to, I want to keep like PS2. I probably have like 30 or 40, you know, it's, it's yeah. just stuff I keep and. And some of it is just like oddball stuff, like the the big name stuff. Like I'm not worried about that because you know a lot of that stuff ends up on PC, and then you know eventually like I'll own a PC that'll be strong enough to run it. Where like you know when it's contemporary, most of the time I don't. But like you know big name stuff, I'm not too concerned with. But it's it gets like oddball stuff, like Panzer Dragoon Orta on the Xbox. Like you know that's you can't buy that for anything else. It is literally on that one system, and it's the same thing basically with you know the Panzer Dragoon games in general. They're all tied to the Saturn and the Xbox. It's like, well, that's odd, but you know, that, that whole series is, you know, tied to, you know, systems that, you know, were not by any stretch of the imagination, the, you know, the best selling in their generation. So it's like, Hey, you know, that's, that's why I hang on to these things. And I, I will sometimes buy digital for convenience, but for the most part, I tend to stick like physical as much as I can, even though, you know, physical now just seems so arbitrary because you just literally pop the disc in, it just downloads the data off oh, the yeah. disc and then just like, Make sure the disc is in it, the disc is in there before it lets you boot it up. It's like, oh, okay, you're in there. Okay, cool. And, and, and go ahead and play. I'm not gonna actually do anything with the disc now. It's like, okay, cool, great. Swell. Well, that that actually brings up something kind of like, jeez, oh, like about uh, what's it called? Um, you know, La Noir on the Switch. It's like, why'd they put it on the damn card in the first place? Because you basically end up downloading most of the game just to get it to work. So that's actually something that's kind of, well, th- that has nothing to do with this topic, but it is kind of disturbing that in addition to all of these uh, digital games that are going to go away, uh, you know, when services like, you know, WiiWare or the virtual console shut down, you also have these games that are disc based that will be useless because basically you only have a partial game on the disc and that most of it is, you know, downloaded after the fact or, or crucial parts are downloaded after the fact. It's just kind yeah. of, but that's, that's just the way things are these days, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, it, I don't know, I, I guess we can sit here and lament all we want of, over the loss of physical media, but it's like, you know, that physical media stuff does break down and wear out eventually too. So it's just a matter of, you know, thankfully, you know, there are people like, you know, uh, as, uh, as a friend of mine had said, you know, like Frank Savaldi doing God's work and, you know, trying to preserve everything, like, you know, get these games and get these things out there and saved for, you know, future generations or just, you know, even five years from now. I mean, like I said, like there's so many like Xbox Live Arcade games you can't play. Like, you know, Trouble Witches Neo is gone. The Battlestar Galactica game is gone. Um, the War of the Worlds is gone. I mean, and, you know, that that game could not have been, like, you know, an insubstantial thing to fund because they had Patrick Stewart narrating the damn thing. Jeez. Yeah. I, like, I, he doesn't work cheap, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, they, they just, I don't know. It is kind of shocking just uh, how how this happens it's just you know anyway it is what it is it's it's yeah. one of those one of those things but yeah. Uh, yeah well anyway um i think that should about wrap it up there as far as like the wii u talk goes um so joe thanks for coming on man i appreciate no you problem hey, no this is a lot of fun sorry uh, i rambled a lot on this one so no no it's fine uh that's that's uh, you, you listen you know that's exactly what we do here so <laughs> Welcome aboard. Well, thank you. No, uh, this one was just kind of, it's tough to talk about the Wii U because there's, 
there's a lot to talk about, but it's all, a lot of uh, stuff is very qualitative, very subjective, very uh, kind of hard to put into words. And mm-hmm. that's that's another reason I was rambling. But uh, overall, I mean, it was not a failure. It's something that I don't regret buying, uh, partially because, you know, I have a lot left to play on it. Um, it's just I think that it kind of it gave off the wrong message, I guess the system itself, even though it didn't, you know, it made it self kind of seem worse than it actually was. Cause it's actually a pretty decent system or a pretty yeah. good system. And the problem is it kind of got bad rap and then it kind of built to, I guess it just kind of projected that. So. Yeah. I, I think as soon as the third party support, like just dried up, I think, uh, just the public perception of it was, oh, this is a failure and there's nothing worth buying on this or nothing worth owning this console for. And, you know, very quietly, the, the Wii U's library kept getting built up. And, you know, like I said, there's just, I mean, yeah, first party stuff is, is you know, the strongest thing of it. But I mean, there's so many like, you know, I mean, if you're in a platformer, there's a ton of good platformers on this system, too. I mean, Shovel Knight came to the Wii U first, you know, I mean, that was that was where it came. And um, yeah, one game we didn't even mention was, uh, what is it, Donkey Kong Country, the Tropical Freeze thing, like. That's supposed to be really good if you're into like you know harder platformers. I'm, I'm not, but you know if that's your jam, there there's another good first or you know first party, second party, however you want to look at it. Uh, it just there's you know Nintendo Nintendo I think did the best they could once they realized that the it was a sinking ship and they just you know they they sat there with a bucket by themselves slowly trying to keep it from sinking very quickly until the switch came along to rescue them. So yep, that's a weird analogy if ever I came up with one, <laughs> but there we go. So anyway, um, that'll, that'll wrap it up. We already did all, all our plugs here. Um, Joe, uh, you want to plug your Twitter real quick? I guess it's at J O E S T A R S A N. Um, I don't really tweet as much as I used to. So it's, uh, but that's probably, yeah, you're still on there a fair amount. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I just don't really, I don't really do anything, <laughs> but I mean, it's fine. It's, it's, it's there and it's good. I mean, mostly I stay on there cause it is good to, you know, it's always good to chat, you know, with people that, want to talk about games and not you know unpleasant things so yeah for sure yeah it's that's largely what i use it for i you know the last uh, you know week of things that have happened I, I i definitely got a little bit political on some things and that's just the way i am but no i mean, I mean you know, it, it's yeah. it's difficult not to and that's one yeah. of the reasons why i try my best not to talk there if i can help yeah. it because you know i just don't want to it's easy to get worked up about things uh you know games included mm-hmm. it's just you know Anyway, I, I don't even yeah, know. Somet- yeah, so, yeah, sometimes it, uh, sometimes you, people seem to get angry at the wrong things first when there's more important things to be angry about. And yep. it's like, hey, you know, calm down. Let's back up. There's other issues we can work out here. But anyway, um, yeah. And if you, um, oh, man, I just lost my train of thought there. It's okay. Oh. No, it's, it's infectious. Yeah, we've got a, we've been on uh, two game or two game clubs with us the original Metal Gear Solid one and then uh, Metal Gear Solid Ghost Babel. And, Eventually, we're going to be getting around to um, doing doing two. Uh, that is something I want to get in the works done in the next couple months um, because John, uh, you know, uh, podcast regular, has some things coming up where he might be gone for a couple months. So I, you know, I might be uh, steering the ship solo here for a while. So that'll be a uh, that'll not be fun. <laughs> so, well, it's uh, that's and that is kind of a a game that you know, well, I I don't even know because I, I've noticed a lot of people talking better about it, but. It got a bad rap for a while, and a lot of it is deserved. But it's it's also kind of uh, more than 
it lets on, I guess the game, you know, it's, it's a better game than it really presents itself as because like, for instance, uh, I guess, sorry, I'm going off into the weeds, oh, but like, no, it, it's kind of like with the Wii U where it's like, you know, your initial impression is probably going to be lower than, you know, maybe reviewing it or something. Uh, because I, I liked the, uh, subsist, uh, no substance. It was not substance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Substance. Once I played that, it was so great. Cause, uh, there's so much stuff that you probably didn't do when you were playing, uh, you know, the main game because they didn't really give you a lot of instances to actually be able to do it in. And it's kind of nice to be able to use that in those, uh, you know, the puzzles. And then it kind of made you try doing some of those tactics in the actual game. And I guess that, that, anyway, I don't know why I'm going off into there, but we could talk about it then, but yeah, <laughs> we will get, yeah, we'll, we'll get there for sure. Cause that's uh that's, that's one John is very insistent on, on doing. I, I would like to do and um, not, not, not to, show my hand a little bit, but I, I, I might be a little bit more contrarian than I, than I was on, uh, on the original metal gear as far as uh, opinion goes. <laughs> so I lo- don't get me wrong. I don't hate it, but I'm definitely not as hot on it as I was when I was younger. Like I, I maybe like where you were talking about like the hill and valley thing as far as like, you know, and then coming back to it or whatever, um, leveling back out. I may have been, um, where everyone kind of val or not everyone, but a lot of people valued and like went real negative on it. I, my valley may have waited quite a bit. Like it, it wasn't until maybe recently that I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm as into this as I thought I was because going back to the original Metal Gear Solid, man, that was, that was just something in my brain that I was like, man, this game is, this game is good. I mean, it, it, I, I, there's so little in that game that I would have cut out, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for that podcast. So, and, uh, that, po- and this podcast, I think, uh, we'll wrap up now. So, uh, thanks for listening and Joe, thanks again for coming on and hey, we'll thanks for having me on. Guys. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Man. Like I said, it's a uh, open invitation as far as I'm concerned, man. Thanks. So we will talk at you guys next time. この未来をずっとずっとぼやかして